go against Cobra, the enemy, fighting to save the day. He never gives up, he's always there, fighting for freedom over land and air. G.I. Welcome to the Star Joe's Podcast, Episode 5, Meet My Newest Creation. I'm your host, Ryan. I'm Chuck. And today we actually have a special guest with us, Chuck, uh, forum member, member Wolfman Z. And uh, Wolfman, if you want to go ahead and introduce yourself to the audience. Uh, name's Nick, and uh, nice to be here. Nice having you here. Yeah, glad, glad you're here. Well, before we kind of get into the actual show, uh, just maybe a couple quick questions for Nick that'll help people understand maybe why you're here or whatever uh you actually have known chuck for quite a while right yeah yeah uh since uh senior year in high, high school. school yeah oh, sorry yeah. to hear that <laughs> go back a long time <laughs> yeah i've only known him for like months maybe about a year months. now <laughs> months. i'm, I'm uh, well documented <laughs> and uh you're quite the uh toy collector and yeah uh heavily into gi joe and all that yeah. type of stuff yeah i played so. with that when i was young that and He-Man, Star Wars. Yeah, we don't. I don't need another He-Man person here. With He's got that. a lot of photos on that. <laughs> page, so. He's got a lot of his uh, personal collection photos on Facebook page. If you guys yeah. want to check those out, uh, a lot of Star Wars stuff. Pretty much into the same things we are: comic books and toys and whatnot. And Chuck happened to have the day off from work today, which I'm jealous of. Yeah, it was just a random day off, which was nice. Yeah, him and Nick were hanging around, going looking at the uh, stores, checking out the toy aisles and everything else, and. So we figured we'd bring Nick on the show and kind of just wing it from there. We'll wing it, yeah. It's been about another month since we recorded. Not a month since another episode, but since we recorded because it was at the end of uh, it was Super, Super Show, yeah. so which was the end of March there. So yeah. now we're at the end of April. <laughs> yeah, we really got to get back to... We got to get back on track because we're yeah. falling behind on these issues here. Let's see, since then I went down to Florida for a nice week-long vacation. How was that? Uh, it was awesome because uh, my in-laws have a house down there. My parents recently moved down there, so I went and visited them for a day. That doesn't sound like a vacation. It was only for one day with my, my parents. My in-laws pretty much leave us alone. Okay. They, they just, they're there, they take care of the flight down there, the place to stay, and pay for our food. And that sounds like a vacation. That's a vacation, right. That's a three-room and board, too? Yeah. There was some, so uh, did some shopping down there at one of the outlet malls, so we got some nice outfits. and It was a good time. I hated coming back. Yeah. But, you know. Did you get any new toys or comics? No. Sucked. No. <laughs> Not while I was down there, but I did get through about 30 comics while I was down there reading. Oh, caught up on some readings. Reading, good, so yeah. Got uh, finished with Blackest Night, which right. uh, Nick, I know you just finished that oh, as well. Yeah, yeah. Really what, enjoyed that. And I know there's been a lot of people that have criticized it, like anything. Right, right. For me, it was uh, some of the criticisms I heard was basically, oh, it, it's just setting up these other things, and I thought it was going to be an end to it. And I'm like... Which event book doesn't right. lead into yeah, right, right. It sets up the next stories that are to come. That's pretty much what they do. Right. I mean, even if you go back to the very first event stories of, like, Crisis on Infinite Earths, and you go back to Secret Wars. Secret Wars yeah. So all that stuff set up stories for later. I mean, you had the Flash restarted from uh, Crisis on Infinite Earths. You had a whole new Earth. Right. To deal with. So new stories from there. Secret Wars, that's where Spider-Man got his black costume, which yeah. turned into Venom. That... Obviously, is still going on. Yeah. So you just can't run with these comics for like fifty years and just eventually you're going to run out of ideas. Yeah. So you got to restart or reboot. Yeah. At some point in time. All so these, that's what happens. All the references. I mean, even with Identity Crisis, Batman getting his mind wiped, they still reference it in uh, one of the comic books I just read recently. Yeah, because uh, Zatanna was all involved yeah. with that, and right. I've I've seen a few times where 
Satana, someone said, I don't trust you. And it's because of the whole identity crisis. Right, thing. right. So, yeah, I mean, it's... I don't know. I enjoyed it. Lost is going awesome for me, so I like that. Uh, probably talk more about that once the whole season's over, because I know Chuck's not a fan of it, or has never seen it, I should That's say. That's okay. It's a Gilligan's Island adult <laughs> version. <laughs> no, it's far from that. <laughs> How about you, Chuck? What's been going on for you? Uh, well, there's been a lot going on. Uh, just work, kids, wife, catching colds and stuff like that, so... How's the, wife, to, how's the wife feeling? I know she yeah, was a little bit still. better. A little bit better. She's back to her old grouchy self. No, she's back to her old self. <laughs> so everything's good on that. Yeah. Yeah, she shouldn't listen to this episode. She so. really doesn't listen to any of this shit. <laughs> Kids she, are kind of... She did hear the screw-up that you had the I told her. I, I, showed yeah. her that. I showed her that. <laughs> Where you told her we were recording for a half hour. Did you tell her this time it might be longer than a half hour? Oh, yeah. She told me, actually, um, since I was going out with Nick, she didn't really care what time I come back. So Okay. Do you have to come back? Eventually. Yeah. <laughs> Somebody's got to take care of the kids, I guess. Yeah. Well, she's there. Well, I mean, you need a break after a while. They get on your nerves, believe me. I uh, love them, but Jesus Christ. Yeah. So, anything going on with you, Nick? Anything uh, you want to... Uh, no, just working. Well, getting ready for a new baby, actually. Okay. Yeah. What uh, you don't obviously don't have to say where you work, but what do you do? Oh, I don't mind. I work for McDonald's. Okay, manager there. Okay, you know, has its perks. Yeah, yeah. Well, that's how we got the uh, Star Wars. Star Wars Wars ones. Exactly. We thank you for that. Which I still have to take pictures of and still put up Facebook and. Yeah, we got a lot of nice ideas coming. It's just really getting the time to do it. I know with you on vacation and me running around and doing other things. And, and then I was sick before family, that. And you were sick. And it, yeah. There's a lot of good ideas and a lot of stuff we want to do, and uh, we just got to get the time to go back and start doing it, hitting it regularly, and just get back to what yeah. we were doing. And, and I'm lazy putting stuff up, so. We both are. <laughs> we both are. <laughs> so. Uh, I know I'm going to start taking a little bit more point on the whole Facebook thing, too, and yeah. so I can just get on that and manage that a little bit more, because I know you've been doing it, because... I don't have a Facebook. <laughs> right. I'm probably one of the only people in America who don't have maybe one. Maybe now you should get one. <laughs> maybe I should get one, yeah. And, oh, you know, I don't know. You just entered the world of texting recently, too. Oh, I know. So. Yeah, that's a new thing. I got a text message on my telephone about a week ago. Yeah, so and you were getting crap from uh, one of your buddies everybody, on the forums everybody, about yeah. uh, how you're not so up on the technology there. So Yeah, yeah. so I guess i got to get with the times. So right. At least we, we did have a lot of good debates going on in the forums while we were not recording. So Yeah, there's been a lot of banter going on in the A lot of people forums, arguing about, about stuff. <laughs> active, active community. Active about uh, the, the He-Man movie, uh, yeah. which we are going to have to do a commentary on because... Uh, it's a good movie. No. It's not going to win an Academy no. Award or nothing by it's, any stretch of the imagination, it's, but right. it's it's not a snooze fest. It's not going to. That's know, not a snooze it. fest, but it's it's, it's a it's decent a, movie. It's a bad movie. It's not bad. No, it's bad. Uh, I'm <laughs> in the middle. It's okay. It's it's not <laughs> it's the like, greatest, and it's not okay. the worst. I've I've seen worse. I I'll watch the toxic like uh, Avenger type yeah. Crusader. Yeah, trauma. I put it on car, par with that. Yeah. Those are bad movies, but I'll still watch them. This oh, yeah. is better than that. It uh, quality wise, it might be a little bit better than that. Story and execution no, it's, wise, it's not so a little much bit better. better. <laughs> yeah, it's a little bit better than that story wise. Um, like I said, it's not going to win an Academy Award, so it's no, you know, Iron Man or Spider Man, or if you're looking for a well, yeah, blockbuster movie, yeah, so. it's not going to be that. But it's for yeah. what it is at the time it was made. It's okay. Okay, whatever. Like I said, we'll do a commentary, and I'll defend it. Yeah, I'll butcher it. All right, so uh, <laughs> to the question. Now that we're all caught up, uh, let's go into our first segment, which is uh, Jedi Holocron. Jedi Holocron. Okay, 
we did have quite a few questions come in. Uh, actually, a couple from Wolfman. So uh, let's go ahead and jump into that question first. Um, the first one was, how about in general, and maybe we can go uh, from there, with favorite comic, I don't know if it was favorite comic movie or just favorite comic movie, animated, sci-fi, horror, so so forth. Maybe you can clarify for Probably us. Probably like comic book movie. Okay. Like, so uh, just off the top of your head, comic book movie. What? What? Well, for me, I liked Spider-Man. That was a great comic book movie. So is that uh, your number one? I would say it was number one. Okay. Followed by Dark Knight number two. Okay. I really enjoyed that one. Okay. You don't have to give five. You don't have to give five. We'll stick with those two. Those two were really good. Speaking of the newer ones that just came out. Because we actually have top five lists, I think, in regards to some of these. So so we'll just go with number number one, number two. Spider-Man. The first Spider-Man. Although I really enjoyed two. two. But I'll go with the first Spider-Man one. Yeah, I like two better than one. Do you? I'll go with the first one because it set everything up. And I'll go Green Goblin dark. was awful in the first one, though. You just didn't like it. it was a metal suit. Right, it's crap. Uh, whatever. <laughs> that was good. I liked it. Giant Green Power Ranger. Right, exactly. <laughs> you know what? I don't even like the Power Rangers, but I'm going to roll with it. It's whatever. <laughs> and I like the Dark Knight. Okay. How about you, Nick? Uh, the Dark Knight would have to be the, the number one for me. Yeah, I'd have to go Dark Knight number one with a close second of Iron Man. Uh, the first Iron Man. I have, yeah. And I have a feeling the second Iron Man is going to blow That's why I'm going I'm I'm to reserve judgment for yeah. that. Because that new movie's coming out here right. within like a week or two. How about uh, how about animated movie? Number one, number two. Just off the top of your head. Animated movie? You mean like TV show or movie movie? Or animated movie. Animated movie. Oh. <laughs> I mean, it could be a direct-to-video one if you want. I mean, they're, they're movies still. Right, right. Disney or cartoon comic Just movie? Just animated. Ah, for the love of God. <laughs> We're not going to specifics here. Uh, What's the first thing that pops in your head? A Disney one would be mine. Okay, I, I like Nick, go ahead. The Incredibles was pretty okay. good. Okay. You want that kind of animation? Because I like Toy Story. I mean, I said animated. All right, we'll go, I'll go Toy Story because that was good. That's a Pixar. Nothing that has live people in it. Right. No. No live actors. I'm pretty sure Buzz Lightyear's real. But um. Okay. I'll go Toy, so Story. Toy Story. That was yes, good. That's the original. But the one. first thing that really came to my mind was that that He Man movie, The uh, Power of the Stone or okay. Power of the Sword or something. Like that. The Stoner. Stoner. Okay. He Man the Boner. <laughs> wow. She was in it. That shows under that loincloth. <laughs> yeah. no, I would go with Toy Story. That's That was a really good one. And they're okay. doing a Toy Story 3 so yeah. coming out. I'm actually looking forward to that one. Pixar yeah. can almost do no wrong. In I liked. Life. I like a lot of what Pixar yeah. does. They do need to make an Incredibles 2, though. I, yeah, I, I really like yeah. Incredibles. I would like a Cars 2, too. We were talking about uh, that. They're, they're making a Cars 2, and I'm pretty sure they're doing a Monsters, Inc. 2. I heard about yeah. that, Monsters, Inc. 2. I love Monsters, Inc. Cars was probably my least favorite out of all the Pixar. Really? I liked it. Yeah, I didn't even see that one. Yeah. It wasn't of interest to me. Although, well, I, I, can't, I can't say that. The... Ratatouille is probably my least favorite. I like Ratatouille. It's good. No, I'm saying Pixar can do no wrong in my book. I'm saying if I had to rank them. No, I would put that as one of my favorites. Okay. I liked my favorite. My favorite animated, of, especially of Pixar, would be, for me, was uh, Finding Nemo. I, That's got to be the fucking worst movie they've ever no, made. I, I wasn't the, a big fan of that one. I Finding love, Nemo? I love the colors. I was a big fish person growing up. I loved sharks, all that type of stuff. Fucking Ellen DeGeneres is in that movie. She's not in it. She does a voice. That's enough <laughs> to make it annoying. If I had to pick like a, a cartoon animated, I'd probably go with Lion King. That's, that was good. Yeah. I mean, that to me, that was... That was the end of that level of, of cartoon animation for Disney. Right. Yeah, yeah, you know that time period of Little Mermaid and Aladdin and all that. I yeah, that was Lion, the last big one. The last big one was Lion King. King so, yeah. and I've actually gone to see the Broadway play of that, which is phenomenal. Oh yeah, I've seen it like three, four times. Um, awesome. Well, my wife and I have a connection with the Lion King. It's kind of our movie. You so, both play that a lot. No, 
But <laughs> doggy style lion style. Well, yeah, I don't know. Whatever. Whatever. Uh, no, whatever. no, no, no. Um, but my in-laws uh, get us uh, tickets whenever oh, it's come here cool. to Cleveland, yeah. so it's a very cool show to see. That's cool. All right, uh, sci-fi, easy for me. Star Wars. Star Wars. Star Wars. There's yeah. no other. Next question. How about if you had to pick a number two? Empire Strikes Star Wars. Back. <laughs> Empire Strikes Back. Can I go with that? No, just just number two. That's not a Star Wars movie. Science fiction, not a Star Science. Wars movie. You're mine, not really, mine would be like it is kind of science fiction horror. Would be Aliens. Yeah, that second one. I'd have to go Aliens. Yeah, the second one. Really? Yeah. yeah. With Hicks and Hudson. Oh yeah. Yeah. And uh, I'm going to go out on a limb and go Back to the Future. Okay. Because of the time travel. Yeah, that's a good one. I really enjoyed that movie a lot. And yeah. Nick, I don't know if you know this. This was something I mentioned to Chuck. Something I noticed when, because I love the Aliens movies, but I also love the Predator movies. Yeah, so do I. And did you know that Bill Paxton appears in the second movie of both franchises? And Predator, no. Yeah, he, Predator Two. You know, it's been a while since I've seen Predator it. Two. Yeah, with Danny Glover, he plays one of the cops. Oh, does he? In uh, I know and, Bill Paxton's in Big Love on HBO, which is a good show. <laughs> if you guys are like, watching Big Love, you should. I be like watching. Bill Paxton. He's the lesser known. He's like the lesser actor that appears in a lot of stuff. Right? He's in a lot of stuff. Yeah. He's a really good actor. He is a yeah. good actor. But yeah, he plays uh, Hicks and Aliens. Right, right. And then he plays. Uh, I can't remember. No, I think he's Hudson or Hudson. Hudson I'm sorry, Hicks yeah. is Michael Bang from yeah. Terminator. Yeah. And uh, but then uh, he, I can't remember the name of the character, but he plays uh, one of the cops under Danny Glover. Uh, in the second Predator movie, so well they are making a new Predators movie. I am really looking forward to that. And I did hear they're doing a prequel to Alien. Oh, very nice. Uh, yeah, yeah. I, I'm. I like both those franchises a lot. Yeah. So, all right, horror, horror movie. Uh, Halloween. I'll go Halloween. <laughs> okay. I really liked Halloween, the first one with Jamie Lee Curtis. Right. Now, have you seen the Rob Rob Zombie? Before? No, but I want to. It's very good. I want to see that, but don't it was see Jamie Lee Curtis. Yeah, don't see the Rob Zombie Halloween two. Yeah. I heard that was bad. That's a piece I heard of that crap. Too. That I heard is, that was bad. That is the biggest turd in the world. But <laughs> the remake of the first one, very good. I tell you, the new remake that I want to see horror movie wise is Nightmare on Elm Street. Oh yeah, yeah, that's a good yeah, one. That's yeah. my uh, favorite horror movie. That's your favorite horror. Yeah, yeah. very nice. Yeah, I like that. Yeah, the, it got hokey after a while, but I still enjoyed them. The one that I never liked was number two, because okay. it never really tied in with anything else. Number two was just somebody moved into the house, and he started having the dreams. Right, Whereas okay. three had Nancy yeah, from the first, Nancy. Yeah. first one, right. a survivor from each of the other Yeah, movies, yeah. yeah. Um, and then you got the classic Freddy versus Jason. That's awful. <laughs> I, I kind of liked it. Honestly, I, like, I kind of liked it. It's then one, Jason goes. It's down. one of those horrors that it's so awful. It's good, right? That's death. Like, Again, it's not going to win Academy Award, like but Jason X. If you've Jason seen in space, where Jason space. goes to space, yeah. yeah, that was like that one's why? so bad. You, you know have what? I kind of like it. That's I'm kind of corny. I kind of like you it. You have to enjoy it because it's so bad. And well, and one of the Nightmare on Elm Street's I really liked was the Wes Craven's New Nightmare. Yeah, that I was thought good. that was really good. That yeah. was good. Yeah. Um, my favorite horror movie uh, would be The Exorcist. Oh, those are good. That movie made me shit my pants when I watched. Not literally, but right. Yeah, <laughs> I mean, every one of these freaking movies scared me as a child because I was at that age. When I was watching him, I don't know what the hell my parents were thinking when they watching him. <laughs> but anyway, I was watching him, and I was like, you know, seven, eight, nine years old. Yeah. I'm scared to death. Yeah. But now that I'm watching him, they're pretty cool. Well, and in The Exorcist, the scene that really gets me is the one where she's stabbing herself with the cross. She's yeah. masturbating yes. with the cross. She's yes. not stabbing herself. <laughs> I know. Well, she's bleeding from it. Well, that's hard, yeah. You know. <laughs> she's um, going in a little deep. She's been a virgin. <laughs> True that, you know. True Exorcist that. two, awful. Exorcist right. three, really good. Yeah, the three is a lot better. Did yeah. you see the other ones too, where they had two different directors? Yes, them? Exorcist the beginning, the beginning, and yeah. then the other one they called Dominion. Yeah, yeah. Um, 
okay. Yeah, they're okay. Not good. Not as good as the first one. No, no. I've only seen one of them. I don't yeah. remember which one. And I actually like Dominion better, which is the one where they had already fired the director and uh, yeah, they, they got still somebody, did yeah, it anyway. Yeah, that was the better one. Um, and then I've seen kind of tied into the extra movies, uh, Exorcism of Emily Rose. That was good. Really good. One, yeah. I like that one. That was good. That movie scares the hell out of me because I have a habit of waking up at three in the morning, almost on the dock. <laughs> oh, yeah. And in that movie, they explain that that's the witching hour. Yeah, and yeah. I'm like, I told my wife, I was like, she's never seen it. But I told Son her kind of what happened. Yeah. I said, if I wake up at three in the morning and I smell smoke, which is kind of what happens in the movie. Supposedly it's like a true story. I, yeah. I'm not, right. I'm not getting out of bed. So if the house is on fire, I'm relying on you to go find out if there's a fire. Yeah, then you, I'll get out of bed you, and you, I'll you, leave. Well, you just but, put a couple of smoke detectors alongside <laughs> that. Yeah. Another uh, you know, classic nod would be the you know, Texas Chainsaw Massacre. The remake oh, yeah. of that was phenomenal. Yeah, Jessica Biel. Yeah. Okay. I liked it. That's what made the movie probably. That's I what thought maybe you were talking about the Matthew McConaughey one. No. That he did. That was awful. That wasn't good. <laughs> House of Wax, though, even though it had that, what's their fucking flighty face in it? Um, Paris Hilton? That Paris Hilton. Did you ever see that one? No. That, that remake? Was, that no. was all the kids from the CW. Yeah. <laughs> you know, the, yeah, exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Hey, don't it knock, wasn't bad. Don't knock the CW because that has Supernatural on it. Oh, I like Supernatural. Of, and Smallville I also like. Yeah, Smallville's good. I knew you guys would get along. Yeah. <laughs> this season's bad. All right. Well, I've, before we get into some of the other questions, because they actually come from some new people, I uh, wanted to do some shout-outs to some of the new people before we get into that. So some new forum members that we've seen is uh, Night Art. Who is your new buddy? Yeah, Nightheart, yeah. Uh, Nightheart, I think is what it I is. I think it's Nightheart. I don't know. That's how I say it. Okay. <laughs> I thought it was like a cross between Michael Knight and Heart to Heart. It's, just, <laughs> it's, it's one in the morning when you're reading it. Right? It's one in the morning <laughs> when I'm reading this <laughs> shit, so I apologize. Yeah. Right. <laughs> and it could be uh, it could be like Jim the Anvil, Nightheart, like the wrestler. Right. But whoever, he's a very cool guy. I thought it was Knight. We with the same opinions on a lot of stuff. Which is just pissing me off. I know, I love but, it. But um, anyways, <laughs> I thought it was Nightheart because it was like... K N I G H T the like Night the Dark Art. Knight and then his name might be Art. He does art. I could be butchering this. Right, could be. I, I'm going with Nightheart. <laughs> <laughs> Change your name. Right. I'm just kidding. Then we had uh, Bill E T M. Bill E T M. Yes, another guy uh, exploring the multi universe. Yes, I've actually checked their show out. It's actually really good. Yeah, and actually, you know what? Uh, I looked on the website. I haven't had a chance to watch the show yet uh, because I just realized it like a couple days ago when he told us about it. Yeah, they've got about 15, 16 episodes. Yeah. Up. I do a video podcast of comic books, and it's not like they stick to DC or Marvel. They go and branch off on other things. Yeah. Like the last one I saw, they covered um, The Freshman and Kick-Ass. Okay, right. So it was really cool. They talked about the books, and then they did a, a stop, and then they went to go talk before they went to go see the movie Kick-Ass. They came back out, and they got their opinions right afterwards of okay. going to do the movie, which was a good idea. Yeah. I actually liked it. And then they did a, a thing, too, what I was thinking about doing, but I haven't really told you about. You it's, don't tell me about anything. Uh, so you have been gone for a week. <laughs> I'm still at work. <laughs> I know. Anyway, uh, they did a video, uh, like, car diary of what they were doing was going to comic book shops. Right, driving. Driving and yep. come back and say, oh, I got this, this, and this, and this. I had the idea in my head for a while now about doing it about a toy run. Yeah. I saw a couple of people do it on YouTube, so it's not really original. But what I would want to Is there do anything is, that we do that's original? There's nothing left that's original, yeah. <laughs> well, is there anything that we do that's original? No, we steal everything. <laughs> And we want to do is uh, drive around to the local, you know, Toys R Us's, Targets, Walmarts, and right. whatever in our area, and just tape what we find and what we don't yeah. find, and how much you know stuff is. And I thought it'd be a cool thing to put on there, but we're still getting to do the uh, video technology. And I, so. yeah, and I actually did just I checked today because you had mentioned that 
briefly about doing something with video. And I did check our website, and it does it is it will accept certain video yeah, files. I so, so, yeah. so we're good for that. Okay, I so, got a camera. Okay, sweet. So as long as we can do the formats that they give, and yeah. if not, hopefully maybe my wife can help me out with her background yeah, expertise. So. Yeah. But yeah, uh, Bill, thanks for listening, and uh, I am going to be listening to their podcast because I or their video cast because I actually was looking for comic videos right the one night and I actually came across theirs did not knowing it didn't put it together yet. I didn't watch it at that time cuz then I realized it was late and I didn't want to get wrapped up in something and when I looked at the website after you told me you watched it I saw one of the scenes that looked really familiar I'm like wait I've seen that somewhere yeah, before yeah. So if you look at the bottom of his avatar he's got the uh, direct link yeah. you just click it on there and it takes you right to his website exactly. I'll have to check that out next time yeah there's like four different guys and yeah. uh, they're pretty pretty cool guys they're from uh, Pennsylvania so they're pretty close to Ohio where yeah. we're at maybe we'll have to hook up at some time we have to party with some pizza and beer guys <laughs> <laughs> and then we had uh, Steven there's two E's at yeah, the two E's, there. Yeah, yeah. he jumped in uh, the conversation about New G.I. Joe release of the movie. That's the guy movie. with the uh, Green Arrow. Green Arrow avatar, I, yeah, yeah. yeah. Love that character, too. Um, and I, I think we mentioned this guy once before, but I'm not 100% sure, so I wanted to make sure we did a shout-out to uh, Chris Campbell. Oh, he, yeah, yeah. Because uh, he, he's been with us for a while, but I don't think we actually formally like did a shout-out for him, so I just wanted... We'll give him a special one. Right. He's got a lovely avatar of him and his family, right? Yes, exactly. Yeah. Um, yeah, and then we had uh, one person show up for one comment, so I don't know if they're a listener or not. Just say it. But it was Athos441. That's all you get. <laughs> Post more and you get more. That's it. Don't say another word. That's all you get. I just wanted to see what his avatar looked like. All right, go ahead. His avatar was, uh, was probably like a version of him as Jay Garrick, the Flash, yeah. which I know is your favorite. Yeah. Change that and you'll be back on. Next. A couple, quest- or a couple of corrections from last time before we get more into the questions. We really don't make mistakes. We're just going to go ahead and say that there was already somebody else who had an idea that was similar to what we just said, but we were a little off. No, the uh, luckily, again, the corrections, I caught them as I was listening to the episode. We may be the only ones listening. Right. Go ahead. Correct yourself. Well, luckily, the fans aren't correcting us. So. That's when it gets bad. Right. Um, I said that Kitty Pride, one of her codenames in the past was Pixie. That's wrong. It was actually Sprite. So Pixie Sprite. There is actually an X-Men character now that is named Pixie, so that might be why I mixed it up. Um, I also said I could freelance draw anything. It's free hand draw anything. I thought it was free base. (laughs) (laughs) No, that's when you were trying to get me in trouble with the cops. Right. And then I also said when we were talking about the Centurions, I said Sam Rockwell was one of the characters that I had as a figure. It was actually Jake Rockwell. Jake Rockwell. Uh, So those are the corrections. All right. Back to the questions. Yeah. Uh, Night Art or Nightheart, however it is. Uh, he said, no offense, but the mono cassette recorded from the radio sound of your intro and various Oh, yeah, I love music, this one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Is it intentional? Yes, actually it is, because we're sticking with the whole 80s theme. So we, we use the old recordings of the intros, the G.I. Joe and Transformers, and it's done that way intentional. Okay, that's a lie. Shut <laughs> up! Why are you going to tell them? <laughs> we well, agreed! Well, in some way, it is, it is intentional because what I've actually done, the very first few episodes, it was total garbage. I will totally agree with that. Um, the sound quality. Because I was actually using the speakers, or the microphone from the act, and the speakers from the actual laptop, which is oh, yeah. awful. Yeah, it's not um, the greatest. We have better. So what I did after, later on is I took the actual microphone that we're using now, actually took it down to the television, played, cranked up the television with the good surround sound, 
and recorded all the sound that way. Now it's still going to sound like the '80s stuff because guess what? I'm playing what he eight, has. I'm yeah. playing yeah. '80s cartoons, so you, that's you just kind tell of everybody that Santa Claus is fake now. Seriously, <laughs> why edit this out? <laughs> no, we'll pause here for editing purposes. No. Ah, uh, so, anyways, all right. So, uh, so it kind of is and kind of isn't. All right. So, next question. Uh, he said. Uh, well, he went into more in depth as to he knows a lot about the. It seems very stuff. technical. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so then it, his next thing was he says. And shouldn't the show really be called Star Joes of the Universe because of the He-Man influence? You know, I really wanted to get some He-Man influence in the name here, but it didn't happen. But uh... Well, here's the thing I said to Chuck. We could have went with Star Joes of the Universe if He-Man actually had a comic book out that's out now. Yeah, it's, it's, that's why we didn't really do anything with that, because there's no really tie-in right now. There's no comic book out. The only thing is, is that fucking Maddie collector shit that pisses me off <laughs> but that's a different rant altogether I'll be here for an hour with that um, um, but they did the you know the 2000 series when they rebooted it and came out with that again the cartoon the toys the comic it was all over you tripping over that stuff oh yeah stores. Um, I, and we're gonna cover that stuff um, yeah we're gonna cover it eventually what we're doing now is just sticking with there's Star Wars comics out now there's G.I. Joe comics out now there's their 80's properties at the time we were doing this, the Transformers really didn't have an ongoing. They were they about, were about to. to relaunch. They were the about new ones, to. Yeah. Um, IDW. So I actually said to Chuck, it should almost be called Star Joe's More Than Meets the Eye. Yeah, because those are the three comics we're covering, <laughs> not of the universe <laughs> during the Blackest Night. I, there's a lot of stuff. <laughs> it's just a lot of stuff. All right, so that's ho. It's how it ends. <laughs> so then we also had uh, Victor on Facebook. Right. Ask us a question. And he said, what's up, guys? Just wondering... If Not much, Victor. What's <laughs> up with you? <laughs> Was wondering if you guys were into, like, Silverhawks, Cops, Visionaries, Muscle, and what obscure 80s franchises should get a revamp that has yet to get one? And yes, oh, I love this question. And yes, then he goes, yes, and yes, yes the yes, pic yes. of my profile is a tattoo of my arm, which I thought was pretty cool. It's a Autobots uh, yeah. symbol. So. Sweet. Uh, so, do you have any? Yeah, I, I like the I like cops. I remember watching that as a kid. Uh, Muscle, I'm not really a fan of because they weren't articulated, but I know what they are. Those little pink wrestler mm-hmm. guys. Yeah, I love those. I had a ton of them. I had a ton of them. Yeah, too, I had yeah. a couple of them, but I ended up just giving them away to friends because I really didn't care for them. They didn't really do nothing. I think they came back like not too long ago. It was like a cartoon. Muscle? Yep. Yeah, yeah. Yep. Really? Huh? There's yeah. a video game. I think I have it for the game. There was a video like game. Yeah, yeah. Wrestling yeah. Game. Because I actually did, I looked at yep, that, and actually they weren't all pink. The first series was pink, and then later on they came out with pink plus blue and purple. And well, then, I must have been out of it by then. And then one of the pink, later yeah. series didn't even have the pink; yeah. it just had a bunch of different colors. I I did watch Silverhawks when I was younger. Yeah, yeah we actually saw. We went to like a record exchange. Record exchange was the video game re- movie trading place uh-huh. and take back and resell shop, and we saw. The Silverhawks season, season one. one. How much was it? Like twenty two bucks. Twenty two bucks. And you didn't pick it up. No, I didn't. What the hell's wrong with you? We I don't, could, I we don't could know. use it for the show, dude. Well, I can go back. <laughs> Silverhawks and, and Thundercats are. I have all the seasons same, of Thundercats. Same thing, just different. I have areas. all the seasons of Thundercats. Actually, Silverhawks. I think I would almost put them up against Battle, Battle of Planets. Planets. Yeah. For me, when, I, when I say the same thing, I'm talking about voice actors. Oh, Look, okay. You have Thundercats villain Mumra. Yeah. Silverhawks. Anybody? Moonra. 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 In their voice, the voice talent, I'm pretty sure is the same. A lot of the same. Well, a lot of the voice. Well, a lot of the voice actors in that era and that time, they were the same guys because they were the same guys doing the work. How about uh, Visionaries? 
not a not a big Indivisionaries. I really didn't know what they were until you explained it to me when yeah. you. Um, but I guess they're just people, and they take on different uh, animals. I remember yeah. now you told me about holograms. And I never had any of the toys, or I don't know if you know if there's a comic about it. There's anything. a comic about it. Yeah, I, we'll, I be, we'll be covering it at some point. Oh boy! <laughs> nice. But I know one that would I would bring back if we were going to reboot yeah. something. Yeah, Skeleton Warriors. Okay, I vaguely remember those. Those were the guys. They were all. Um, Skeletons, obviously. Yeah. And they were supposed to be that generation's Masters of the Universe. Right. But they launched all the bad guys first as toys, and they were really creepy looking because they did them really well and they were really articulated, and they, the paint was really well on them, so they kind of looked like bones. Right. And it scared a lot of the parents from buying them from the kids. When you say that generation's Masters of the Universe, it was in the 90s. So, I was going to say, it was in the 90s. <laughs> like the 80s here? Yeah. No, it wasn't in the 80s. It was in so the 90s. So, how about an 80s franchise 90s. you would have brought back? I'd like to see it. <laughs> right now, Thundercats. Okay. It would, it, would, it would dominate. Okay. I don't know. Voltron. Voltron? I think so, yeah. I, I watched a lot of these things. I, for me, because I looked into it and I thought of what could be done, I actually would bring back the Visionaries for the simple fact that I think there was things that they did wrong that screwed it up. That's what happened a lot with the skeleton wars. There was a lot of things that were done wrong that if you were to go back and do it again, it would be a huge success. Right. There was no initial wave of heroes released. Right. It was just the villains. Because I actually watched, I told Chuck uh, last night, I actually watched the first episode of Visionaries. Because I really never watched the episodes, but I remember the toys. Right. I remember the cartoon that you'd stick as the, the totems and yeah. the animals and stuff. And I remember seeing the cartoon, not the cartoon, but one of the commercials, I guess. Yeah. And it really didn't appease to me as a kid. I mean, well, at that time, too, I was a little older, too. Here was the problem with the toy. The toy was nothing but the action figures with holograms on their chest and holograms on, on their, their sticks, on their sticks yeah, which were like right. their banners. And that was it. And then they had some vehicles. And yeah, there was no transformation. There, or there was, like yeah, that. there was nothing there. You just had to pretend that animal came out of it and everything else. What I would do, if I was to bring it back, is I would have it as almost like a two-pack, where you would get like a translucent animal yeah, yeah, to come along with the figure, and I wouldn't have these stupid-ass banners. I'd have it as like the hologram on their shield or something like that, something that's actually like a weapon that they could, you know, or their yeah. defense or something like that. I also, one thing I would change with them is the bad guys were some of the shittiest bad guys I've ever seen in my life yeah. because of their powers. All the heroes had really cool totems, which were the different animals that they could take yeah, on. The, so they had the lion, into, yeah, they had a bear. wolf, they had a you know, they had yeah, a bear and all that stuff. Here's what the bad guys had. Two of them had cool ones. One was the one woman had a shark, very cool. One guy if had you're in water. Right. One <laughs> if not you're flopping all over the place. <laughs> well you so. need something that's water. Yeah. So, Maybe um, that's why the girl was a shark because she flopped all over the place. Could be. <laughs> wow. <laughs> I like boobies. The uh, <laughs> the one of the guys was a gorilla or yeah, had well, a gorilla. Yeah, so strong, strong. Sure. The other bad guys. There was a lizard, a beetle, not a giant beetle that could be the size of a human. That'd be cool, but just a little freaking foot long beetle. Um, not very ferocious. No armadillo. Okay, again, <laughs> kind of cute and cuddly almost. <laughs> and that was because that character was a little cowardice, so they yeah. made him an armadillo. And then the main bad guy who had the most, had very cool name for a bad guy, his name was Darkstorm. He was a mollusk. Oh. So he's a snail. snail. Yeah. Nice. Go after him with some salt and you could defeat him. Yeah. <laughs> so there's a lot of things I would change with it, but I'd bring it back because I think it could be a cool property. Yeah. The animation was really good on it, and there was some good voice actors. Peter Cullen did some of the voices. 
Uh, there was a guy that used to do uh, that did the voice of Shredder and Darkwing Duck. He did some of the voices, and one of the female uh, characters was voiced by the same woman that did Pythona from the G.I. Joe <laughs> cartoon. That's not not the cartoon. That's the movie. The movie, right? Well, <laughs> the Cobra La shit. Very, very cool voice though for Python. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So it's just a bad idea to bring that right. joke. <laughs> and then uh, one of the last questions we got was from Rock. And Rock, I apologize. I haven't sent you our uh, sent an address for you to send that those discs of the GI Joe comics. So I apologize for that. I'll get that out to, to you as soon as possible. But his question was, do your wife? Wives uh, ex- basically accept your geekiness or not? <laughs> I don't think accept. Maybe tolerate would be a better word. Right. Yeah, tolerate. Yeah. They- <laughs> Mine, she tolerates it. She's picked up toys for me. She's gotten into fights over a slave Leia. That's yeah, a good woman that. right there. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> now, I've, I've had my wife actually. She's actually bought me things online, but for like Christmas and birthdays and stuff like that. But. Not just to go out of her way if she's going shopping at like a Toys R Us or Target or Walmart yeah. just to bring me back. Well, something. My wife goes without me. I tell her to make sure she looks at the toys. Yeah, I did tell her the one time when she's the twenty. 20- like, I don't know what you want. Look, yeah. Call me when you're in the aisle, and I'll let you know what I need. Yeah, I, when the twenty fifth GI Joes came out, she did pick up the Flint Storm Shadow and the Cobra Trooper for oh, that's me. That's cool. Because uh, I told her, I'm like, well, if you're there, I mean, just look for these if they're there. Cause right. Rumor has it they were supposed to be there. And they were, so she got those three for me. So that yeah. was cool. So. I would, have, I would definitely have to tell my wife. But she definitely makes for. fun of me for it. Oh yeah, all the time. Like I get picked on like all the time. Unmerciful. My you know, dork stuff. Yeah, yeah dork get, stuff. Get are you going to dork convention? Yeah. What are you doing? <laughs> my wife. Dork and uh, I had a chance to go to. My this. wife is very anti-dork. <laughs> <laughs> I got a chance to go to the Star Wars in concert, and my wife made a comment. I said, "Well, do you want to go that, to that with me?" And she goes, "I don't want to go to Nerdapalooza." Nerdapalooza. Yeah, <laughs> and. But in the end, she had actually did end up going with me because I, otherwise I was going to end up going by myself or not go at all, and that would have sucked. Right. So she ended up going with me. She did enjoy the concert because it's good music. Well, yeah. So, but at the same time, yeah, she she will say you're such a dork or I get something that a like lot, that. Yeah. But at the same time, she knows that's what I enjoy. Or if we're like out at Walmart and getting stuff for you know just basic stuff, or we're getting something for the kids, and I'll jaunt down the toy aisle real fast and I'll show her something. She goes. Now, honestly, do you really need that? Like, I don't really need any of this shit that I have. I mean, I just want it. Yeah, I want Do I really need it? Well, no, no, it's not a life necessity, but I would like to have it. Right. But, yeah, I, I mean... I guess I can put it back until I don't shop with you. But then we're, who, who are we kidding? Who are we hiding from? Then? Exactly. Um, yeah, I mean, my, my wife, I think, accepts it for the simple fact that it's not the only thing I do. Well, here's the thing. I kind of trap my wife into that. Because she didn't really know about this stuff until after we were married a couple of years. Because I, for the life of me, I, I kept everything at my mom's in like her basement, not basement, her attic and her garage. And it was all in boxes. Okay. And it was only until we had the space and we sold our first little house and we got the new house that I started bringing stuff over. My mom's like, you got to get your crap out of my garage. And, you know, I got right. my car in here and stuff. So I started getting the stuff out of the garage, and she's like, well, you got more stuff upstairs, too. I'm like, oh, crap, Mom. Jesus Christ. You're going to get me divorced here. <laughs> so I took all my crap out of the house, and I started bringing it in slowly, but surely, box by box by box. And she's like, what are you doing? What is all this? I'm like, well, it's just toys I had when I was a kid, which is true for the most part. And then <laughs> other things, too. She goes, I didn't know you had this much stuff. I didn't realize you had this kind of stuff. She goes, I'm like, is it an issue? <laughs> She's like, well, I don't know. We, if I'd have known this before we were dating, I'm like, that's why we were married now. 
Yeah, for so. for me, my wife was just kind of shocked by the amount of bins. Reading material you have? Yeah, my Tupperware bins of uh, comics that I had. Yeah. Because I have like 20 or so. Well, break it down for people. If you were to put all your stuff in like a long box, a regular long box, how many long boxes would it take to fill it? Maybe 100. That's what I'm thinking. <laughs> That's like, honestly what I'm thinking. Maybe 100. Maybe 100. Yeah. There's a lot of stuff. Yeah. So, yeah, there's a lot. All right, last question we have. All right. Uh, this is a good one because this is something that's been coming up on the forums lately. Uh, when it comes to movies and the source material, when it comes uh, when it comes to the different franchises and everything else, are you guys purists like Bumblebee should have been a bug and had a voice, or are you just accepting that it's a movie and roll with it? I know exactly where Chuck stands, and Chuck knows where I stand, so maybe we'll go to Nick first. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, as long as it works... For the movie, I mean, you can't follow things frame by frame. I mean, you read a comic book. Do you want to see that exactly the way you read it in the, the on the screen? I, I know Chuck's really. answer to that. Yeah, well, <laughs> I, I, yes. the whole GI Joe topic comes up. You know, I, I was okay with the movie. It wasn't the greatest. I mean, yeah. I, I hated those Delta Six accelerator suits. Yeah, just, I didn't like them either. The I, only thing I was pleasantly surprised with them was I was expecting them to dominate in the movie those accelerator suits, and I was happy to see it was only about maybe ten minutes. Yeah, of the movie. I was glad with that too. And then the CGI with that movie was crappy. Yeah, it wasn't when they were underwater. It wasn't that yeah. great. But like, I mean, we went to go see the movie together, and, right. and we both walked out going, yeah, it was a pretty good movie. It was better than I thought it better was. Better than we yeah. thought it was going to be. It was be, definitely better than I thought it would be. It's not the G.I. Joe movie I would have made. No. Well, the thing is, if I was making a G.I. Joe movie, I think we talked about this before, my G.I. Joe movie would be for someone that's our age, because we're the ones that grew up with it. Right. So it would be more along the lines of like almost a Saving yeah. Private Ryan and even the, style, where it's very yeah. realistic, very gritty. My G.I. Joe movie would have been Resolute. Yeah. I would have made it animated. Right. But you would have had to do more of like an. You couldn't have done done resolute. You would probably have to do more of an origin. But in no, resolute, I would have done resolute in and resolute just killed style. People. Yeah, my GI Joe movie, the lasers would have actually hit somebody. <laughs> yeah, I'd have had laser guns. <laughs> um, but I mean, and I would have killed people. I'm kind of. I'm. Sorry. I wouldn't have killed Major Blood to begin with because I like that character. <laughs> so I had to put someone else on that. Like I don't know, maybe Zartan, but I like Zartan too. But I had to come up with some scrap iron. I had to throw him out there and just shot yeah. him dead first. Wild scene. weasel. Yeah, throw that guy out there. Zartan was actually one of the highlights of the GI Joe movie. I thought that was a good yeah character. yeah it was it was it was okay. I mean, like I said, it, it had its moments. It had for me, it was just a. Fun I would have kept it as a real American right. hero, oh, you can't and I wouldn't have been so international. Fuck them people! Dude. <laughs> it's all about the dude, fucking dollar, man. Dude, that's, that's where we we get half our listeners from other countries. I'm sorry. Fuck you. <laughs> I would have. It's an American. It's it's GI Joe American hero. You know what you're going into when you're watching it, right? I know. That's what the toy was, and that's what I wanted to see. I'm sorry. Whatever. <laughs> I, I was okay. I thought it was a fun movie. There were certain things I thought were crappy, but I didn't think they were crappy necessarily because I wanted it to be just like the source material. Like, Cobra Commander's mask, uh, I thought was just crappy yeah, in general. I done that. Yeah. If, yes, if I was making the movie, I would have had him put on the silver mask to hide his face and yeah, everything else. Or the hood. But, yeah, the hood or the hood. Would, right. Yeah, the hood would have worked better. But... I just didn't like the mask. Like, if you wanted to change what the mask would have looked like, that's fine. But I still thought it was a crappy mask. And I wouldn't have went with the whole idea that Duke dated the Baroness, and now, like, they're... See, I was okay. They're they're almost brother-in-law. They're almost brother-in-law. I was okay with that. No, I didn't like that. I was all right with that. But for for Transformers, though, honestly, with him being a bug, I could see them doing that. And I could see him because what it is is when the robots crash on Earth, 
they take form of the current vehicles that sure. are there. So in the eighties, there was that was the car that was there, right? And if you're sticking to that kind of concept, there's not really a lot of Volkswagen there, bugs. There, there is the Volkswagen bug, you know, yeah. the new Volkswagen yeah, bug. But, but you could have done that. I could have done that, sure. Yeah, but the reason why Chevy was hot, and we all know the reason why is because the car, the, yeah, the car yeah, manufacturer right. paid for them to use their vehicles. Sure. So. Within that, I'm more okay with that than that, I'm with GHA. Yeah, and I was okay with right. that right. too. My problem with Transformers again had nothing to do with the source material. You have all these other robots that can talk, and you're making Bumblebee who can't talk. You're telling me with your advanced technology, you couldn't fix his fucking voice. Well, and right. the thing they explained it at the end, his voice was damaged or something. Right, but you couldn't have fixed it. And then it's well, still they had a lot da- going on. And then it's still damaged in the second movie? Yeah, I didn't like that part either. And then I know you didn't like when they killed Jazz. That pissed me off. <laughs> Kill Ratchet. Well well the, here's the thing. And here's here's the aside from me liking Jazz, yeah. the big problem I had was Jazz was the one robot well, Iron that, that no had a personality. No, had a personality. Ironhide didn't have a personality. He was I'm, rough. Gonna, I'm gonna shoot stuff. That's right. not a personality. He's rough. <laughs> Even Optimus really didn't have much of a personality. What? He was the leader. He was, yeah. you know, he was the typical leader. And if it didn't have, you know, Peter Collins' voice, it would have been that awful. made the movie a lot better. Oh yeah, I'll tell you that. Yeah. So what did the sound wave in the second one? Yeah, that made the second one a whole lot better. But there was just there was things I didn't like that they did because it was it was like Rock'em Sock'em robots. These were robots with no personality whatsoever, right. and you couldn't tell what the hell was going on because they made them too detailed. The robots were too detailed. When two robots were fighting, I was like, is that an arm? Is that a leg? Right, I can't right. tell what the fuck that is. I like that. No. <laughs> I like Devastator's nuts swinging. <laughs> uh, really, I, we didn't really need that in the movie. Or the, the dog humping the mom's leg. The dog, so, yeah, yeah. So, yeah. That could have been taken. And then, like, Iron Man, I think, actually did follow the source material really well outside of just updating it for now. Yeah. So, like... Back then, I think he was uh, taken hostage by the Chinese or right. something like that. Where it's like it was yeah, the Middle, Middle East, East here. Yeah. So yeah. I mean, those updates you have to do. Yeah, they make it more relevant, more realistic to today's right. day and age. Yeah. So I, I did feel that Iron Man actually followed the source material better. Spider Man, eh, because he I had the Spider Man. Spider Man made his own web made shooter. his own yeah, web made shooter. His own, yeah, yeah, to show how intelligent he was, right? And right, stuff. right. And then yeah. We went into the Green Goblin thing with the right. Power Ranger look. Um, so I mean, Green Ranger. So I mean, there. And again, if you wanted to do something different, I understand that and I get that. But at the same time, it was a crappy look. It's not even so much that you did something different with them. It's that the Green Goblin looked shitty. Right. <laughs> it just looked bad. So I didn't mind it. And, and to be honest, I even liked the first Hulk movie. I thought that was okay. That the was only, fucking horrible. No, the only thing I didn't like about that was the Hulk dogs, but I mean, <laughs> you just don't like the Hulk, period. I don't like the Hulk, yes, but that movie I will horrible. say the Ed Norton one, way better. I like that one, too. Yeah. I refuse to see that on a principle. <laughs> I'm telling you, it's good. I know you do. You keep saying that, but... <laughs> the Ed Norton one's good. I don't really like the Ang Lee one, either, but... But I got it for free, so I didn't mind. Uh, can't be. Um, I got the Indiana Jones and the Crystal Skulls for free too. That doesn't mean I watch it all the time. <laughs> I watched that son of a bitch one time. I watched. I watched the Ang Lee one once. That's all right, it. Or right, little secret here. I actually got two copies of that movie for Christmas. <laughs> I gave the other one to my father. I, I regifted that to my father. Uh, I just threw it in with a bunch of other stuff. I right. got him, and I'm like, here, you'll enjoy that. It's Indiana Jones. He said, he's like, do you have it? I'm like, yeah, I have it. So like, did you watch it? Yeah, I watched it. What'd you think? <laughs> you enjoy it. 
That's what I think. You enjoy. Yeah, so I guess when you come down to it, Chuck, you're very much a purist. Like, Yeah, I would like to keep it the same like, as what to, it was. To give you an idea, Chuck and I have actually had this argument many times. You can show the fucking old G.I. Joe cartoons on the big white screen, <laughs> and I would have paid money to go see well, that. Here, here's how far Chuck will go with the pure source of the material. Chuck would actually shoot it frame for frame, just with a little bit better graphics and a little bit better acting. It could be the exact same words. It could be the exact same shot. Right. Yeah. Chuck would go see yeah. it again. I would go see it again. Well, the thing about G.I. Joe, what made it great as a kid is everybody had their own individual, like you said, personality. Sure. And everyone had their own costume. It was like a big, giant, you know, and I'm not Halloween that, party. I, I'm not saying that I would be opposed to that, but if you're taking a, something that's already a live-action movie, let's, put, let's go that direction... And you're remaking it. I don't need you to remake the exact same movie because then why do you have to remake it? Right. Exactly. Thank you. Why do you have to remake it? Right. And leave it alone. Right. And I'm fine with that. All right. Then but I'm fine with a remake. half the movies that we just went and saw are going to... But I'm fine with a remake if you did a better job with the movie. Well, right? we just went and saw Clash of the Titans. Yeah. And that was good. Right. But, yeah. there, was, but there was changes. It was a remake. There was changes from the original. Oh, sure. Yeah. Sure. Yeah. yeah. And that's what I'm saying. I'm fine if you're making changes. If you're going to make the exact same movie with the exact I guess same make, I guess don't make so many changes where it, it compromises of what the original movie was. Right. That's what it is. Yeah. All right. All right. So, um, good yeah. Questions. Good so questions. that's all the questions. We're about forty-five minutes into it. Keep them coming. <laughs> See you next episode. So, uh, all right. Good comic review. Right. Yeah. So <laughs> the only other thing we're going to go into, uh, we still have. We're going to get caught up on all the new issues of GI Joe and Transformers. We're going to fly through those, and then we're going to do a top five list. And I think that's going to be enough for this. That's going to be enough. Yeah. We rambled a lot. So um, let's go ahead into from Springfield to Tatooine. From Springfield to Alright, Chuck. We have uh, quite a few Transformers issues yeah, and a few G.I. Joes. Yeah. And hopefully, finally, if we can get on track with our recordings, we won't have to do 14 issues. <laughs> yeah, we can do like one or two, yeah. Right. How about if I start with covering the finishing of Bumblebee? Okay. And then you can jump into a G.I. Joe, maybe go back and forth. That's fine. Nick, feel free to jump in on anything you want to comment on. No problem. (laughs) Uh, I know you're more of a DC kind of guy reading the Superman and Actually, I I do like Superman, Batman, and some of my favorite characters are Marvel, but I, I tend to read more DC. But if you want to get down to it, more comics I have is probably IDW. Okay, because okay, I read the GI Joes, and then I like the Angel. Okay, uh, Angel from uh, from Buffy. Buffy. Yeah, and I okay. read that series too. So, gay. Okay. Um, <laughs> <laughs> wow. I won't mention who had Shira in their hands at the store today. I didn't buy it. <laughs> I would have bought it if you weren't with me. DVD, no doubt. Wow. Those comments. Yeah, I, I give them a lot of crap about anti-homosexual comments. No, whatever. All right, so I'm going to cover uh, Bumblebee here. Uh, there was three issues. We only covered issue one last time. So. Yeah, it was really good, though. It was good. Um, so uh, the writer and artist are the same on all of them. So its writer was Xander Cannon, and the artist was Chi. 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 All right, so uh, with issue two, we open up with Blur running up to Bumblebee, and Bumblebee is telling him, look, we're working with the humans now, and Blur's like, you're full of shit. We aren't, I'm not doing that. Bumblebee's like, come on, it'd be better. And he's like, no, I'm still not going to do it. And Bumblebee says, well, look, you really have no choice. So Blur, rather than giving in, actually shoots Bumblebee and actually yeah. hits him in the badge that was given yeah, to the them. Badge, yeah. The little tracker badge. Wreck it. So yeah, end up wrecking it. They end up getting, uh, they end up capturing Blur and they take him back to base. 
And Bumblebee ends up talking to the general there, and he says, yeah, we caught Blur, but you know what? My friend would rather kill me than be caught by you guys, so we're out of this. We're not going to do this anymore. Well, the general says, oh, really? Maybe you should talk to Cliffjumper and what happened last time when he mouthed off to me. And he presses, he's asks this uh, other guy, Klonoski, like, what number is uh, Bumblebee? And he presses the button and nothing happens. And he's like, Klonoski, what... What's going on? Why isn't this working? Klonoski says to him, like, you can keep pushing it, that button, but it's not going to do anything. Well, in the meantime, Ratchet ends up coming up to Bumblebee and says, just play along and transform, and then don't transform back. So he, the general ends up pushing the button again, and Bumblebee transforms, and then Ratchet's like, oh, look, it works, and he, he can't, you know, he's learned his lesson and everything else. He goes, all right, well, I'll release him. Well, Bumblebee pretends like he still can't transform back. Well, they can't hear Bumblebee, but they can hear all the other robots. And the only thing I can pick up is that they can hear the other robots through their systems. They can't hear the outside sources because they can hear all the other Transformers, uh, all the other Autobots, but they can't hear Bumblebee when Bumblebee's talking. So it's not like it's a microphone. Right. So Bumblebee's, uh, they come up with a plan, and Bumblebee says, I'm going to get you guys all released, and that they figured out that they can use this internal uh, junk trail almost like a text messaging back and forth to each other to communicate. So this way they can do stuff without having to actually talk with each other, which they would pick up on. Then it turns over to Skywarp, and we find out that Skywarp's actually uh, sending out a message to Megatron, who he thinks is still out there, and he says, I'm actually building this big weapon, and you're going to love it. I just need a few more pieces. And Um, and he's storing parts like a squirrel with nuts. (laughs) Exactly, at a little storage Location. No one happens to notice a giant robot going into a storage location. <laughs> With, like, mass weapons of destruction. Exactly. Blur is actually convinced by Bumblebee to help them out and to find a uh, replacement Volkswagen bug, which you can imagine isn't very easy to do. But he ends up going, he's like, why should I help you guys? And he's like, look, I'm, you know, I'm asking as an old friend, help us out. I'm looking to get us all out of here. So Blur does. Uh, they end up, and Ratchet ends up attaching the broken plate onto, onto the uh, Volkswagen bug. And then Bumblebee actually heads out and goes and finds a shipyard where he's supposed to find this stuff that's called Darm Stadium. Darm Stadium. Yeah. Which ends up actually being dark matter. And he finds the location, but or finds the stuff, but just as he finds the stuff, he notices Scavenger, one of the Constructicons, is actually hiding out. And he's, he's like, look, I know you, you got a new paint job there, but I still know that it's you. I see, I can know it's you, yeah. So he ends up, uh, Scavenger ends up transforming and says, look, we should be ruling these humans. Uh, you guys already won the war. Why are you bothering me? I'm just trying to hide out. And he's like, look, I, we were trying to, you should come with us. We're trying to work with the humans and have peace and everything else. And Scavenger's like, I would rather hide from them than feel that I can, that they're my equal. Which to me makes, is the dumbest thing I ever heard because that means that Scavenger rather be below the humans hiding yeah. than be their equal. Exactly. He actually attacks Bumblebee and that alerts some humans that are nearby, so Bumblebee goes and takes off, and Scavenger turns back into his uh, construction vehicle. Uh, I can't, is that like a backhoe or something? Yeah, that's what, yeah. what it is. So, never knew what the hell that was. So, that's issue, get that's, back, that's issue two. Issue three, which has the cover of Scavenger, which I don't know why that wasn't the cover of issue two, because uh, we never see Scavenger again. In yeah, that was pretty much it. Yeah. <laughs> um, well, you do get alternate covers, which is nice. So. Yeah, I know. I like that about the IDW. Oh yeah, absolutely. Alternate covers. So then we have the general. He's heading out with Klonowski and this chick, who I don't know if we ever really got a name for her. But they head out to the Autobot location because they're going to fix 
the quote unquote bumblebee. Yeah, the problem. Um, always good to do air quotes when you're being yeah. recorded. Yeah, I, uh, <laughs> that. I didn't want to say anything, but yeah, that's pretty fucking lame there. So Klonowski goes over there to try to put a new plate on him, and they find out that still isn't working. And Klonowski's getting a little suspicious now. He's yeah. like, this doesn't really make sense. And General's like, working, yeah. do you, you know what's going on? He's like, oh, nothing, never mind. So they decide they're going to have to come back later and try to do something, but they basically said Bumblebee made the bed he's sleeping in. Uh, so they send a message to Bumblebee saying, hey, we got another name for you, and here's a location, and it's to actually find the briefcase that, of what's controlling them. What's controlling them, them yeah. So Bumblebee heads out to the location. He finds the daughter of the guy that put together this briefcase that's controlling them, and he starts talking with her, and he... He says, you know, I have an in, but I feel bad about using her. He's communicating back to the Autobots. While he's doing this communication back and forth with them, all of a sudden Cliff Jumper makes a comment or sends a message to Ratchet, and Ratchet responds verbally rather than responding through the text messaging thing and says, yes, Cliff Jumper, I believe so. All right, moving on. And all of a sudden Klonowski's like, wait a minute, why did uh, why did Ratchet all of a sudden talk? Cliff Jumper didn't say anything. So then he actually rewinds it, plays it back, and he he starts investigating. And he actually asks if he can take a look at some of the previous data that they've been collecting on all the Autobot systems and everything else. Bumblebee starts uh, transforms for the little girl, and he says, "You know, hey, did, you know, I'm your friend and everything else." And hey, can you get uh, your dad has a briefcase? It looks like this, and can you go get it for me? And she says, "Absolutely." She goes and gets it, brings it back. <clears throat> And what child isn't suspicious of a talking robot? Exactly. Well, it's her silly car, as, he, yeah, as exactly, she likes yeah. to call him. Imaginary friend. Yes, exactly. I like to play with the silly car, Daddy. So, uh, <laughs> Meanwhile, the dad's at work, but the uh, babysitter, the housekeeper's ba- watching. Yeah, babysitter's like, oh, that's nice. Play with your silly car or whatever. While this is going on, Klonowski finally figures out what's going on, that they're they're using this junk transmission thing to communicate with each other. So we think that they're all in trouble because Klonowski's figured this out. He actually reads all the information and figures out how long this has been going on. In the meantime, Bumblebee gets the briefcase and starts working on changing it, basically. He's going to turn it into something that's going to help them all out. Skywarp, in the meantime, goes to find the last piece that he needs, and he goes to this place called Skywatch Phillips Base, and he goes in there and actually finds out the last piece that he needs and who who he can get it from. And guess who it is? It's the father. Exactly. So he starts flying off for the house. Bumblebee finally changes everything out, gives the briefcase back to the little girl, and she takes it back into the house just as Skywarp is flying over the house. So that's issue number three. Issue number four, which and is the final, the issue. final issue. Yes, yeah, so of this miniseries, and I really enjoyed this miniseries. It was, I did too. It was really good. Daddy comes home. Bumblebee's leaving because his job was done. Because the next time they were going to use the briefcase, it would actually free them all rather than control them. All of a sudden, as they're leaving, Bumblebee notices that there is a proximity alert. A robotic life form is in the area. They find uh, Autobots do a quick scan. They find out that it is Skywarp. They tell Bumblebee, but they're like, forget about it. Just come back. Bumblebee, of course, can't because he lied to the little girl. So he wants to save her now. Right. So then he uh, he comes back, and all of a sudden she's like, hey, her dad's asking the little girl, what did you do today? She goes, I played with the funny car. And he's like, what? And then all of a sudden we hear the sound of the jet of Skywarp coming right. in. And Skywarp lands there, and it's a nice big shot of him crunching down on their house. Yeah, that's a nice picture. Yeah, that's a pretty sweet picture of Skywarp there. 
In the meantime, uh, the general is getting in trouble for uh, because it's starting to be learned that he's been using the Autobots, right. uh, that something's going on. So he's like, I, you know, I can't. I need to show proof of what's going on and need to show them, you know, how it's beneficial to us. But they're like, all of a sudden, the chick that they were with earlier is like, well, we can't really do that because Bumblebee's actually not on base. We're finding out that this whole thing is foobard at this point. Right. So the guy ends up, uh, we go back to the guy with his daughter. He runs out to the car. He can't get, can't find out the right key because, of course, you know, typical horror story type yeah. thing. I can't find the can't right key. Right, yeah. <laughs> can't get in the house fast enough. We're going to get killed. So then we had uh, Bumblebee zips up and he says, hurry up, get in. So they do and they speed off just as Skywarp is, you know, shooting them. But, of course, Skywarp can teleport. So he yeah. he teleports in right front. Right in front of the car. Yeah. yeah, and he's like, you know, dumb move when you got someone that can teleport Bumblebee. So Bumblebee transforms with the father and in the, the daughter inside. In the car, yeah. In, inside him. So actually to keep them protected. They go running off. Bumblebee actually admits to what he was doing as far as changing the programming and everything else. And tells, tell, admits to the little girl that, you know, I do see you as my friend, but I did lie to you. And she says, uh, you're a good friend. The father finally realizes that maybe not all the robots are bad. Right. He tells Bumblebee, look, you know, the only thing this thing is good for anymore, this computer thing, is for a localized EMP. And it's basically, you know, any it'll take out any of the robots that have the badges. Yeah, but within a certain radius. Right, yeah. but those without badges, all it's going to do is fry their circuits. Yeah. So Bumblebee's like, look, give it to me. Uh, I need to get you guys to safety. Well, all of a sudden, Klonowski shows up with a bazooka. Yeah. And just as he's saying that, as soon as he shows up, Bumblebee's saying, look, I know you might be seen as a, this might be seen as a betrayal, but you have to help me out. And Klonowski's like, yeah, it is quite the betrayal. And he's got this bazooka there. And he's like, wait, Bumblebee's like, wait, don't fire. And all of a sudden he fires. But here we find out he actually fired to save them because yeah. he actually hit Skywarp. So actually, right. Klonowski's on their side. So he or says, a really bad shot. Yeah, <laughs> either or. <laughs> Well, he does say, I've got the Barwanis. That's the father and daughter. That's their last name, I'm assuming. Go ahead. And, <laughs> and he says, go ahead and, and do what you need to do. So I love this scene. Bumblebee comes up to Skywarp, and he's like, look, I've got this thing here. And he's like, look, Bumblebee, if you hand that over, I'll let you go. Professional courtesy, I need that. He's like, besides, if you activate it, you know all it's going to do is destroy us. Right. And he says, uh, he says if you, you hand it over... You may go. Professional courtesy. Bumblebee, stop. You'll destroy. You'll be destroyed, too. And Bumblebee says, yes, Skyorp, but my friends will repair me. Yeah, exactly. So then he pulls the trigger. Boom. Yeah. Skywarp's taken out. Bumblebee's, Bumblebee's taken out. Bumblebee's taken out. We then see Which later... Which is very Optimus Prime. Oh, yeah. Optimus Prime-esque. Yeah, he was very... Um, I think that's when he actually became the leader. Became the leader, yeah. yeah. So then uh, later on we see Ratchet, and he actually did repair Bumblebee. Uh, he talks to Klonowski, and here Klonowski got basically bribed to take the heat for everything that the general was doing. Right. And he says, I have some friends that paid me very well to keep to take a lot of heat, so I'm going to actually disappear for a while. Uh, we find out that Bumblebee actually wanted more armor. Yeah, he wanted to be built he better, wanted, stronger, bigger, faster. Yes, exactly. It's like the $6 million Bumblebee now. And they're not sure if Bumblebee, they're like, do you think he's still, he's technically still a leader? Do you think he's going to be able to cut it? And all of a sudden we yeah. see Bumblebee in his Camaro form, and he shows up and he says, now transform and roll out. He gives the Optimus Prime, transform yes. and roll out. Yeah. And Wheeljack, or Ratchet says to Wheeljack, well, Wheeljack, there's your answer. So yeah. evidently he is a leader that he should be. Exactly. So. And I liked it because it explained a lot of how he went from the uh, the 
bug, yeah, which was one of the questions we had into the new Camaro, right? Um, as it, being a leader, and he upgraded his armor and stuff like that, which is a little bit maybe better than a little bit more acceptable as yeah, to why he yeah, did exactly. that more sort of a backstory because yeah. it was destroyed and he had to be rebuilt. All right, uh, going into the GI Joe title, yeah, please. let's go with the uh, GI Joe Origins. Um, we'll do uh, issues number thirteen and fourteen, which is the story of Ripcord. Okay, I wanted to do them both together since we uh, yeah. last time we covered. We recorded, we had uh, issue one here, which would be 13, but I wanted to wait and do both together. So it's issue uh, 13, G.I. Joe Origins, and issue 14, G.I. Joe Origins, both written by the same people here, which is Scott uh, Beatty, Beatty, B-E-A-T-T-Y, <laughs> and the art is S.L. Gallant. Okay. Now, now, that's not record on the cover, is it? Yes. Yes. Why does that look like a roadblock? Because it's he's African American, it's right. a skinny, <laughs> it's a skinnier roadblock. <laughs> yeah, basically they're using they're using if they're using already, the movie version, the movie version. Right, yeah. but that does look like roadblock on the cover there. See, oh, now here's the thing: I wanted to talk to you guys. I don't know if you guys have read this or not, but when I read it, I was under the inter- first time I read it, I had to go back and reread it. I thought the guy hanging when you open the first page was Ripcord, and he takes his stuff and just pretends to be him. No, I actually. But I, then I, going back and rereading it, you find out that I guess. He is Wallace Weems. Right, exactly. And it, they did a lot... The first issue I didn't like as much for the simple fact that they did a lot of flashbacks and... Yeah, there's a lot everything. of that going on. And you didn't know... you got to read them both together. You didn't know which time you were doing... You were reading a flashback and which time... Like, when certain things took place. You Like you said, you almost had to reread it yeah. once you read it all. And, and when we open up on a scene of a dead paratrooper and a guy looking at him hanging there. And it's R.I.P. Cord. Right. Uh, rip Cord. little clever play. Right. Uh, you, part one, you say jump. So we look at it, and the, the guy ends up cutting down the soldier, and he goes, "Yeah, nice knife here. You know, I can't. You can't take it with you. you know, I'll take it here. You got anything else?" And he basically says, "These I need." So he's kind of scavenging. Right. Looks like he's been in the jungle for a while. He's going to get a drink from his bag, but it's been shot up, so it's not not it's, good to him. It's anything. empty. Yeah, <laughs> and it's been shot, and it's. I uh, because you know I'll take a rain check on that drink there, buddy. Is anything else to trade? And he's not wearing any shoes, so he goes, "Yeah, I'll get the shoes." And they get a light over the, "Hey, you over there?" So he ends up leaving. Never got goes, the shoes. Never got the shoes. And he's like, well, this guy's been dead. Well, it wasn't the fall that killed him. He's been cut down. He goes, yeah, somebody was here, but they left in a hurry because I see footprints, but they didn't take the shoes. They go fan out and catch him. I mean, we can't have gotten far. And besides, we know he's not wearing shoes, so he right. can't really gotten far. So now this guy that we think is Wallace Weems, right. could be, uh, he's, you know, surviving. if you ever seen a survival shoes. He's eating bugs to get the calories right. and stuff like that. Protein. Protein. Then we pan back to the Pentagon, and there's some uh, happenings going on here. And they say, well, there's a, you know, going-ons here, and we got this uh, foreign guy here in the jungle, and we better get these uh, weapons and these uh, planes out there. So then we pan back. Like I said, a lot of panning back, going back and forth. Yeah, there's a lot of jumping in this issue. And uh, then we see them uh, send out the little search plane. plane. Yeah, search plane, yeah. To see what's going on, and they're trying to find you know Weems Wallace Weems, which is Ripcord's real name, right? To see where he is and what's going on with that. So they're they're really not detecting too much of anything, and they like we you know what's going on. It looks like it's just jungle, more jungle to me. He goes, well, not so fast, you know, not so fast. And then it pans away to another scene, right? Because they think they found something, but they don't know what it is yet. And then they go back, and the motions detected a spy plane up above, and you know what do we do? What's going on? Well, down on the ground, these guys are you know. They're they're like actually growing these beans. Yeah. That are like supposed first to be... I thought they had drugs. Well, that's what I thought at first yeah. too. I thought it was just like a drug cartel. Yeah. Right. That's what it made it look like. But we find out actually later that it's they're harvesting these beans that have this potent 
po- uh, this potent poison that they yeah. can actually make out of. Make them. out of it. So they're you know, it's like almost like a chemical weapon. Yeah, yeah. and it's a very quick chemical weapon. Like right. it kills you instantly. And then they pan back to the guys with the search plane, and all of a sudden their plane blows up. It was like, what, what do we do well, now? Spy plane. Spy plane. Yeah. yeah. It was like, oh, what do we do now? You know, what, what, do, what do we do? What's going on with that? Uh, and it's like um, the mother bird, you know, wants us to descend and salvage anybody there. You know, what about Ripcord? I asked you not to call him that, you know, when he left and stuff like that. And they gave uh, other names like, you know, when I make the leap from this man's army to our brothers in Air Force, I'm taking up a respectable aeronautical call signal like Ace, Slipstream, or Barrel Roll. Okay. And they refer, refer back to other G.I. Which are other Joe characters, right? Instead of Ripcord. Right. But there's no way I'm allowing myself to be called Ripcord, he says. Which is another pan back, and they go back to when he was like originally jumping out of the plane before he was the guy. Well, I think this is all still taking place at the same time. They actually decide, you know what, because something's going on down there, and they just shot our spy plane down, we need to send people down there. To see what's going on. So they jump out, All right. and just as they jump out... The missiles blow up their plane. Right. See, now what I was thinking, because it kind of, like you said, pans all over the place, I thought this was a flashback to where the guy at the beginning was jumping out. Well, this is the guy at the beginning plus Ripcord are both jumping out. Okay. And, and then he gets killed. And this is all still the flashback of how did Wallace Wings end up In there. Dead, yeah. Right. So he ends up jumping out, and the one guy gets killed, obviously. Right. And we got one survivor here and he goes well you know any survivors yeah but not enough to count them because they're looking at them after they blew them up here and then we pan back to the pentagon here and you get one you know shot of what's going on he goes uh well what's going on what happened you know our, our plane blew up what's going on he goes well it isn't a drug bust send some reinforcements see what happened you know going on down there and it's, Scarlet shows up there. Right, kind of, yeah. It's, she's she's kind of following what's going on with Ripcord because he's actually sending some type of message, message back. back. And it, what it actually looks like is actually she's not... She's in like a... Um, she's in like just military dress, dress, uniform, yeah. dress blues yeah. or something. Yeah. yeah. And everybody seems to be calling him Ripcord, but he's falling and falling and falling, and all of a sudden his chute opens, which... Ripcord, if you know back to the figure, it's a halo jumper. Right. High-altitude, low-opening jumper. Um, so he ends up jumping, his chute opens up at the last moment, he catches on some trees, falls down, and he's met with some lasers. Yep. With one of the scopes of the guns. Right. So. Yeah, not the G.I. Joe lasers of the Not cartoon, the laser right? was going to shot. <laughs> so he ends up getting overtaken, and they end up waking up some smelling sauce. He goes, I'm up, I'm up, you know, I'm not going to miss the bus again. And the guy's like, oh, it's a freaking comedian here. So they end up, you know, smacking him around, and um, they beat him up a little bit, and they take his stuff, and uh, they end up breaking some computer opponents in front of him. Like, is that yeah. what the stuff you wanted? Is that the information you wanted? Yeah, because they got kind of what they wanted and everything, but because he was supposed, they were supposed to basically save the data that they received. Right. And, Retrieve anything there. Right. And basically, he's being interrogated, like, who knows about this? How much do you know? And everything right. else. And he's just being a jokester about the whole thing. And he pulls off his uh, dog tag. He starts reading it. Weems is it. He goes, yeah, that I'm not going to tell you my name, rank, and serial number, but you can get that from my dog tag. He goes, I'll give you more comedy material if you want that. So then it looks like they hook him up to some uh, battery cables there, and they kind of fry his ass. That's a good time, yeah. Yeah, they get all Rambo on him and nice. fry him. And then in the next pan, you see there's a bunch of other dead soldiers laying there, and they're digging with a little... Uh, Trench digger, yeah, a big giant mass grave. And then it pans over to Scarlet getting into the uh, copter to go look and search for him. And I think she's talking to Hawk at that time, isn't she? Like General Hawk. Ah, uh, it doesn't mention yeah. a name, but it's somebody else. Somebody in the with Joes. some brass. I yeah. think it's somebody else in the Joes because who else would she talk to? Yeah, other I'm than not another sure. Joe yeah. 
But anyway, and then we pan back to uh, the Weems here, and he goes, look, he's dead. There's not much we can do. He's dead. Slow heartbeat, irregular hell. He'll be dead by the dawn anyway. He goes, hey, it's already dawn. So what they end up doing is they end up taking the body outside and throwing it in the mass grave with the other guys, and they just cover it up. They just bury him, marry him deep. And the next issue, that's the last issue of that. The next last one is page called, of that last issue. Page. The next one is called <laughs> Survive This, which is Ripcord Part 2. Right. So going into Part 2. So basically what we have is the same people. It's the Ripcord Origins Part 2. And it starts off, uh, Scarlet's on the plane, and she's coming to see exactly what's going on. And here's where you think it might be Hawk. It says, we'll be landing soon, General Hawk. She's thank you, Scarlet. Right. He's like, what do you make of this transcript, transcript sir? And he goes, well, not right now. There's not much happening here. Um, it's all short, you know. So end up, what ends up happening, it looks like there's some rain coming. And then uh, Wallace Weems, our guy, ends up digging himself up out he wasn't really dead. Right. You know, slow, he regular heartbeat. Basically got buried alive, yeah. and he woke up and was able to dig himself out. Luckily, maybe luckily that it was raining, because it's, yeah, it's, it's soft softer. Dirt, yeah, So he ends up finding a nice little spade or something shovel here, and he ends up taking one of the guards out. It's on a smoke break. Well, he's going to take the guard out, and the guy spins around because he hears something. Yeah, he hears something, yeah. And so he actually ducks and hides, and yeah. the guy walks off saying he hates... He hates being down there and everything. Yeah, and, and but then he ends off just running away into the jungle, which yep. was where he was to begin with. Then you pan back to the guys with the uh, the chemical warfare stuff here, and that's where we find out what that stuff. What is it actually is, yeah. Because when I was reading it before, I thought it was actually you know, like I said, drugs or right. you know, they're growing pot or something like that and just going to sell right. it. Right. Well, that's what it looks like. Yeah. You know? I mean, I'm not a big pot smoker, but it looks like they're growing <laughs> they a lot on their weed here. Yeah. Somehow. <laughs> it goes. Uh, then we might have to turn around and, you know, eat our profits here. And he goes, I think you would find it very unpleasant if you were to eat this. Right. Well, we also find out who are they growing this stuff for. For Cobra. Yep. We find out that there's a connection to Cobra. So, again, really early stages of Cobra seeping into in, stuff before yeah, the Joes exactly, know right. who they are. So Yeah. And then we, uh, Scarlet's plan lanes and, you know, basically her and Hawk are going back and forth. And she's like, you know, what do you think Weems was doing in between transmissions? Best guess is playing dead. Yeah. So, or or laying low, which pretty much pretty much what he's doing now. So now he's just trying to survive. He's out in the jungle. He's getting rained on. He's looking to catch water off a leaf to drink it because he's you know hungry, tired. Yeah. He realizes that if he drinks the water that's already in puddles, he's going to be uh, shitting his pants for a long time. Right. So he drinks it on the <laughs> leaf, which it hasn't touched the ground yet. Right. Okay. It pans back to Hawk and Scarlet, <laughs> and basically what they're doing is they're talking a little bit back and forth. Then it pans right back to to Ripcord here. So, so he is Wallace Weems, and that's what uh, Hawk was saying here, and that's what made me think. You know, maybe this guy isn't Wallace Weems. Maybe he is. Maybe the guy who died was Wallace Weems. Yeah, it's kind of it's kind of fuzzy. I think they well, I think when they show the flashback in the first one in the first part of it, I think they basically start talking, referring to him as Weems. Weems, yeah. So and then the guys find out that he's somebody's you know there because they see the holes dug up and they're like you, you get know, confu- fan out he, he you get confused easily dude yeah <laughs> it's like fan, you know fan out he couldn't have gone very far well I mean this one kind of jumps around a little bit too because yeah when they, they find the spade that he left there he goes he must have dug himself out you know with this right you know it's pretty amazing and then they're like well he he couldn't have really gotten too far you know he's you know got really no weapons no food. No hope of rescue. And in the meantime, saying, he's saying that he's killing somebody, right. as, uh, as, eating his food. As the bad guys are saying that, he takes yeah. out one of them. And yeah, he takes his clothing off of him, his pants and his shorts and his shirt, and he's you know tucking himself in. He's eating something. I was a little curious what he was planning on doing. 
because he's taking off oh, all taking the guy's clothes. clothes. Yeah, he's already dead, yeah. <laughs> no deliverance scene here, thank God. Necrophiliac. Yeah. Homosexual necrophiliac, too. This guy's a man. Body's still warm. Well, you know. So anyway, he makes up a nice little slip knot here, and then the Boy Scout training, and he's waiting for a lizard to come through. He ends up catching one, snapping its neck. He does the whole survival thing where he's eating the bugs for the protein and tearing off a lizard, and he eats it and picks it dry. He's obviously he's freaking starving. Right. And then he goes to stand up and take it. This is the funny part. He goes to stand right. up, and he... Hey, the guy was a little bit bigger than what he was, I guess, because his pants fall down, and he falls and busts falls his face. Falls on his face, yeah. So he ends up... Yeah, screw it. He just wears his underwear and the guy's, you know, shirt and jacket. And he's going through the the mud and the muck and everything like that. And he goes, well, i got to find land here because I can't be going through the water all this time, you know. And then it pans back to the guys uh, and then you see some scorched earth. The guys are up above in the the chopper here. And uh, then they're ready to go. Then we come back to the the guys in the um, greenhouse. Yeah, it's kind of a a makeshift greenhouse. Yeah, it's a greenhouse uh, base type of thing. Yeah. Like a makeshift greenhouse or something like that, so. And that's where they actually show the effects of the poison, right? And they they they, they do it. And they test it on. They show it what happens on this like goat that's tied up. He goes, um, you know, don't utter the name. Don't even say it aloud. We'll no longer live. He's a like, Jesus doctor. That's fast. That's way too fast. And, and the goat ends up dying. And they both got like gas masks on and stuff like that. And when they're saying don't utter the name, they're referring to cobra, cobra right? Right. So basically, they've got all this uh, chemicals, you know, tanked in like big gas trucks and petrol and stuff like that. And so Weems is running through the jungle and he sees some guy flicking his light, you know, cheap friggin' cigarette lighter. Well, and he's actually now in the greenhouse area and he's kind of trying to set things up to take this whole thing out. Take it out, yeah. So he ends up turning on, you know, a lot of the gas here, but the guy really doesn't, you know, see it or smell it or anything like that because he's a smoker and his senses are pretty much fried. So any any locals, you know, they got, I've got to get out of here and stuff like that. He goes, um, so basically he's hooking up uh, stuff. He's getting ready to rig this place to blow. Right. And he's talking to the one of the head guys who was testing the stuff out with the gas mask. He's talking to the guy trying to light a cigarette. You can't light that cigarette in here. You can't smoke in here until after the beans are picked. And so he's hooking the gas up and he goes, do you smell that? Because the guy took his mask off. Right. He goes, do you smell it? He goes, I'm a lifelong smoker. I can't smell nothing. And he tries to stop him before he got the thing lit. And he lit it, and he blew up everything. The whole base yeah. blows up. So, anyway, if there's anybody out there, it's scan this, you know, look through the satellite. They'll see this big, giant explosion, and they'll come and rescue him, and that's what he's thinking. So, basically, I mean, after he gets away, that's kind of what ends up happening. He takes the place, he torches it down, and then he kind of gets rescued. Yeah. So it was a pretty good plan, you know. If it was like kind of a movie, I mean, that's pretty much how they would go yeah. down. And he he basically at that point gets recruited. Yeah, by recruited G. for Joe, the GI Joe. Yeah, and he actually at this point now accepts the, the code name, name Ripcord. Ripcord yeah. yeah. So, but here's what made me think that it wasn't Wallace Weems because he ends up making a grave. Says R.I.P. Ripcord Wallace Weems. Right, but flying that's with be- the angels because he think he's killing himself off like his own yes, identity. Yes, that's what. Okay. He, that's exactly what it is. He's leaving his past of who he was behind, behind yeah. because right. now he's with the Joes. You can't have an identity yeah, right, other exist. than Ripcord. Right, right. Okay. You don't exist. Right. Because it goes an appropriate ending. It goes uh, to a fitting end. It goes in uh, entirely appropriate given your new codename, Ripcord. Because you okay with that? Because sir, I think Wallace Weems would appreciate it. So would my, his new teammates. So he ends up getting. He's, he's referring to his past, past self. Yeah. yeah. So so basically, what it is is he ends up. You know, adopting the name Ripcord, which right. he didn't really want to begin with. Right. And then he's back in the. Then he goes into the Ripcord uh, GI Joe movie, right? right. Where, where he's, he's kind of hitting on Scarlet. Scarlet. Yeah, 
because she's in the chopper now, and he goes, uh, a beautiful woman, high rank, what do you pack in there, a crossbow? And she's like, um, are you going to talk the whole trip? Because now nah, I'm just going to sit back and strap myself in because there might be a little turbulence. And then so, uh, that's it. And then and we, we know get a the, sneak preview of the next issue, which is going to actually have snow job. Snow job. I'm looking forward to that. Which it looks like snow job yeah. might, according to the cover, there snow job's going to be in Venezuela, which is going to be very interesting. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So um, I don't know where they're going to get snow at there. So, I mean, I ended up liking the story. Um, yeah, I liked it. It's just it, it kind of jumped around. It a jumped little around bit. a little bit. Evidently, it jumped around a lot more for you because you were getting confused with. I was who confused it was. I, at first. <laughs> I thought I'm like, well, maybe the original ripcord because I'm keep going back to the original. We'll just we'll just go the the Caucasian white ribcord. Right. I thought he might have been hanging there, and this guy adopted adopted his name. persona and identity, which would have been cool. On. I would have liked that. Because I, I was trying to do something like what happened with the Transformers. Like you're you're just trying to make it easier for the transition. Exactly. What I'm trying to, try to transition it. That's what I was looking for. Because after doing the the whole Bumblebee was a bug, and now he's a Camaro. Right. Maybe that's what happened. Maybe there was a white guy named Ripcord, and he's hanging there. Right. And then this guy Which comes around cool. and finds him and takes yeah. him. I was looking for any excuse to try to, well, but it wasn't. And, and that kind of goes back to what we were talking about earlier in the episode, which is you're more of the purist, so you want your Ripcord to be what Ripcord was. Now, if Ripcord had always been black, that would have been fine, but the fact that he wasn't yeah. before, you didn't like it. Now, I didn't like the fact of Ripcord being changed to a black character for the only fact that I thought there was other black characters There's other ones use to use, yeah. First. Now, yeah. if they had uh, tackled those first and then later and on... And even being a great big friend to Duke the way he was, he should have been Stalker. Right. Yeah, I would love Stalker. Stalker's yeah. awesome. Yeah. But, like, if they had gotten through those characters and decided, well, we want to do another African-American character, and then they and then they decided to do Ripcord as a black character, I would have been fine with that. I would have been fine with it. Yeah. You might not have been because you're a purist. You yeah. like you like it from the original. The same thing with material. like when they changed Doc to a girl and they changed Dial Tune to a girl. Right, there was girl characters. Just I use them. Yeah, and I agree with that. But at the same time, I'm I was okay with this change. I was I've I've learned to accept this change, and I was okay with right. the the girl changes. So moving on, moving on to Transformers ongoing, uh, and I'll try to get us through these last ones as fast as possible. I think maybe what we'll do is we'll get through the Transformers ongoing, we'll get through G.I. Joe ongoing, and G.I. Joe Cobra 2. We'll save Last Night of the Wreckers maybe as a retro review, because I know you and I aren't exactly the biggest fans of that one. Yeah, and it's <laughs> So maybe we'll save it until the whole till story's the, all done. five come all out. All five are out, because sure. it was a miniseries. Just for the interest of time, so we can get to the other stuff. That's fine. Alright, so Transformers ongoing number four. It's kind of a Thundercracker-centric one, and we get Thundercracker kind of looking back at his time on Earth, and if... If you read uh, All Hail Megatron, this is Thundercracker was a soldier of honor. Even though he was with the Decepticons, he felt what they were doing was dishonorable, so he actually helped stop the bomb that was being dropped at that time, which ended up pretty much destroying him. And he ended up landing in the muck and the mire of, of Earth, and he started realizing as he's laying in there that the Earth is actually pretty... Uh, resilient, and the humans that are on Earth are pretty resilient. That they, they can actually coming back, and they can adapt, back, yeah. and we think we can transform, but these humans actually do more transforming than we ever would. So he goes to a, a destroyed city, the city that was destroyed, and he ends up kind of starting to repair himself a little bit, and he kind of tunes into some of the news feeds, and slowly but surely, as he's learning more about the Earth culture, he starts realizing, you know, that he has a lot more to learn from the humans than he ever thought possible. He eventually is found by a bunch of Decepticons, which is like Swindle and some of the Constructicons and everything, and they don't know what he did. Right. They don't know that he technically turned traitor, so they actually help repair him completely. They start. Uh, they look to him to be a leader, but he doesn't want to be the leader. Right. They start witnessing how 
the different Autobots and Decepticons are getting captured. Uh, Swindle actually ends up becoming the leader of them. Then we go back to the current timeline. So that was kind of a recap of where Thundercracker has been this whole time. So now we see Swindle is standing there with Op- uh, Optimus Prime. Yeah. Rodimus, Rodimus Prime. Prime yeah. Still being known as Hot Rod at this point. But he's like, uh, Swindle's like kind of talking to him saying, hey, you know, we could probably get this done a lot faster if we had a couple more Constructicons. And he's like, yeah, well, my friends get a little nervous when too many of those Constructicons yeah. get together. We kind of know what can happen then. Yeah. So they said, okay, well, what about, he says, what about another Stunticon? Just one more Stunticon. He's like, yeah, I, I think I think maybe do that. But I, I'm still kind of unsure about this. He says, well, you know, you know, you're starting a whole new era where there is no Decepticons, there is no Autobots. You know, and you know what the what they're starting to call you, don't you? And he's like, no, what? And he's like, we're starting to call you Rodimus Prime. Right. Because you're becoming this leader of this new prime, era. Prime. Yeah. And he's, and he's like, oh, that's a bit too much and everything else. And he goes, well, I think it's really deserving and blah, blah, blah. And, uh, and he starts inflating his ego, and he starts a lot. Yeah, so then he's like, all right, well, maybe one more Stunticon wouldn't be such a bad thing. Uh, Swindle walks away and gives a thumbs up to the other Stunticon, yeah. and Rodimus doesn't realize that, but he also he's just thinking about how he's being called Rodimus Prime and really likes that. So then we go back to uh, Sam Witwicky here, and we see that he's on base, and he's not happy about the fact that he hasn't been able to get anything from Optimus Prime. His dad's going to be there soon, so he's got daddy issues. Right. The military's not happy with him. He just doesn't think he's a good leader. So he decides he's going to actually go for a little bit of a drive. Then we see that one of the Stunticons is actually, is on lookout, and he notices that Ultra Magnus is coming. And Ultra Magnus meets up with Hot Rod. He's like, hi, Prowl, Hot Rod. And Hot Rod's like, it's Rodimus Prime, please. Yeah. And he's like, okay, whatever. So he's like, uh, I heard that you're building a ship out here. This isn't permitted. Uh, you didn't get officer proper clearance, proper authorization, clearance yeah. authorization. And Prowl actually steps in and says, well, I'm actually the next in succession because Prime turn, Optimus Prime turned himself in and everything's fine here. Well, Ultra Magnus says, I'll be the judge of that. So he shows up and all of a sudden now he notices that there's Decepticons there and he pulls out his gun. Starts, he's going to start firing on start them. Start yeah. taking them out. And Rodimus Prime's like, hold on, hold on, you know, they're working with us now. Now that the war's over, there's no reason, blah, blah, blah. And he's like, you're cooperating with these, that's treason and everything yeah. else. And Prowl's like, actually, uh, you know, I'm, Prowl says, I'm the commanding officer here. And, and I actually think that what Rodimus Prime's doing is perfectly fine. And Ultra Magnus is like, well, I'm sorry to hear that, Prowl. And he says, I'm going to take my prisoner now. And Rodimus says, no, you're not and there's more of us than there is of you, Ultramax says this isn't over and yeah. drives off. And Swindle's like, oh, you actually protected me. And he's like, yeah. And Hot Rod's kind of like, yeah, I guess I did. So then they all start working together, starting to you know build this ship that they're going to escape the planet from. And uh, as they're doing this, we get another reflective time period of Thundercracker, again, just saying, you know what? Now the humans are resilient. The, yeah. How resilient these humans are. And we're so eager to get out of here, and really we have so much to learn So here. much to learn, right. So that's uh, that issue, issue number four. Issue number five, Sam Witwicky's talking to Optimus, and he's like, look, you know, I know you don't trust me, and I don't really trust you, and Optimus Prime's like, you know, I don't blame you for not trusting us. We brought our war here. I was a good soldier. He basically gives an explanation as to why he turned himself in. Right. He says, look, I was a soldier, but our war is over, and I'm still doing these soldier tactics, and so that's why I had to, and it caused the death of one of my friends for an Ironhide being yeah. killed. That's why I turned myself in, because I could no longer lead my, my people. 
And so he says, I've, I've seen you as a soldier. I don't know what type of leader you are, but you're definitely a good soldier. And Sam Witwicky says, what do you think that your fr- uh, friends will do now that you're not there? And he says, it is my greatest hope that they will transform. Yeah. Which is kind of a cool line. So then we see Bumblebee uh, and uh, Cliffjumper are there, and Ultra Magnus shows up and says, look, here's what's going on. Rodimus, Rodimus is doing this, and Cliffjumper's like, who the hell's Rodimus? And yeah, exactly. Ultra Magnus is like, look, i got to take... a all you guys out there with me and he says blur you're coming with me and bumblebee's like wait blur's still injured and everything and this is still all referring to right, what happened in the bumblebee yeah. miniseries yeah and if you look at the new bumblebee too it's the it's the camaro, camaro bumblebee yeah. so then we actually now see witwick sam witwicky he's actually driving breakdown which is one of the stunticons all of a sudden the other stunticons show up and they take him basically take him out he puts up a good fight but he does escape they basically take their buddy back yeah, after smashing him re- up a bit. Re- recruit him. Back, yeah. yeah. Um, so then they're repairing him. Uh, Swindle's actually repairing Breakdown and doing a lot of work, and they're like, all of a sudden Prowl's like, they've been working on him a long time. And Rod's like, well, he was pretty banged up. All of a sudden Ultra Magnus is showing up with the rest of the Autobots, and he's like, we're going to take all of you in. This is treason and everything else. And yeah, Rod's Autobots like, it's not treason. Basically, Swindle says, uh, Austin steps in and says, I got this one, Rodimus. And he's like, well, uh, no, no, this, this is, you're not helping us. And he's like, no, no, there is no more us. See, what we're going to do is we're going to take this ship and we're going to kill all of you. And he's like, what? what? He's, and Ultramax is like, we outnumber you. How yeah. could you possibly do that? And he goes, right, uh, yeah, about that. And all of a sudden we get this two-page yeah. spread Here we go. of Menasaur forming from all the Stunticons. And we get Swindle, who says, uh, meet my newest creation. I call him Menasaur. Exactly. And then he says to Menasaur, kill Magnus first. And that yeah. ends issue number yeah. five. So and that's where the title of our episode came from. Was can't wait for the next one on that. All right, so going on yeah, to G.I. Joe Ongoing. G.I. Joe Ongoing number 16. Basically what we have here is uh, it pans off in the first spread. Well, we'll go who wrote it. Chuck Dixon is the writer here and S.L. Gallant is the artist, so the same artist on the Origins. Basically, what you're looking at is the inside of one of the drone spy drones, and it's Black Baroness, Anastasia, you know, oh, please report. And how come you haven't got the deadline so soon? Please report what's going on with your, you know, timing. And the the drone, from what I'm getting, what I'm reading is, I think that's Cobra Commander. Yeah, well, the drone's not Cobra Commander, but... but on the other side of the drone. Right, exactly. Cobra Commander's watching them through the drone. She goes, uh, we're doing the Mars test here. Um, I'm sure you'll be pleased with it. Basically, what's going on is he, she's got to check in and report to the commander, you know, what's going on, and they want an immediate demonstration of what's going on to show the power to the commander to make sure they're not spending all the money. So he tells them, you know, you know, ramp it up. we got to get this thing tested. And it, it, she shows, you know, we've got expensive documents, and we've got, you know, uh, other money and yen and, you know, documents and government stuff of what we stole here, and it's working, And but he wants an immediate demonstration of what's going on. So basically, what they're doing here is they see a couple of uh, we paint off to the Arctic outside where the yeah. base is at. We got a couple of uh, Cobra guys. Looks like out here setting snow up troopers of some type, yeah. yeah. And they said we have six test shots and all have been successful. And then here comes James McCullen Destro, Mass's creator, and he goes, well, "It doesn't concern you." Goes, "If it concerns Mass, it concerns me." And he goes, I don't have the patience for these dramatics. And he goes, you know, you dramatics. You want to who's saying these things? Well, yeah, basically. <laughs> You're Destro, like, he says this, Destro, he says this. <laughs> Destro and the Baroness are arguing back and forth right. in front of the drone. And she's like, well, it doesn't concern you. And he goes, well, when it concerns Mass, 
it concerns me because right. I invented it. And basically, they're like, well, it's not your weapon anymore. It belongs to us. Basically, Destro is talking to the little drone. goes, you know, I want you to be, you know, here. Maybe, you know, a partner. He goes, I don't want to be a partner. He goes, partner? The Baron says, like, partner? Yeah, what else are you going to call me? He goes, I, I helped develop Mask. I mean, I, I could have made a fortune on this. And she ends up pulling a gun on him. Which is really, I guess, it doesn't really fall into the whole Destro Baroness love relationship. Not yet. Not yet. Uh, and then one of uh, Destro's um, per- people that were originally with him, she comes along and goes, well, I'll tell you everything you want to know about Master. He goes, you can't do that. That's uh, treason. He goes, that was before you murdered my father. And then Destro gets taken away. And then we pan back to the Cobra guys outside in the snow. And they're taking thermal energy heat waves of guys. And then they're going to do another test on the uh, the mass device to see what's going on. But and meanwhile, you see all the, the, the insides from what, I guess, what Cobra Commander's viewing through his uh, drone right. to see what's going on. And then, then they get ready for another test. So they put some Vipers up on the platform here. And they have the Vipers set out, and they come behind the guys. They who, teleport this behind the snipers. Right, yeah. who I thought were Cobra guys because they look like Cobra right. um, snowtroopers. Right. And the Vipers just end up blasting them and getting rid of them. Then they teleport them back, and the subjects are intact. They're 100%. Uh, nothing's wrong. Everything's good. Then they got, and, and Baron says, like, are you satisfied with the test? Well, and, here's one of my thoughts with it, because it was never clear who those snipers were. Right. I almost felt like they were Cobra, sent by Cobra Commander to see, like, okay, either this mass device is going to work, and you're going to take out these two snipers, which I don't care if they're killed. Yeah. Or if it doesn't work, we're going to kill If it doesn't work, we're going to kill you. Yeah. So... Yeah, I, I got I got that, but then I got first of all I'm like, are they going to kill their own people just to prove a sure. point? Yeah, Cobra. That's will. how Cobra does. It. Yeah. <laughs> and so basically, what's going to happen is uh, one of the Baroness's people is just going to be working here with the doctor they kidnapped, and then she mouths off to the Baroness, and she gets punched and hit. He goes, uh, "You'll you'll never betray me this way," and he goes, "I got a word for you, you witch." And then like uh, the Baroness is going to like go ahead and smoke her. And then Cobra Commander tells her not to. And what ends up happening is Destro is end up taken off of the Arctic One right. base or whatever, and he's flown to some separate little compound they got going on here. And he's dumped off. And he goes, "Welcome to your new home, Lord Destro. You will, you know, understand our distaste for your title here." Because this location's been long since, um, you know, uh, established here for a long time. Blah 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 blah. Ends up being Major, major blood. blood. Yeah, yeah. basically, he's the ruler of yeah. where Destro's at now. So Destro's in his playground. And now. it's a pretty badass shot of yeah, Major, major blood, blood with, with Destro with at his, his feet and little big, dog. That's not a little, little dog. dog. <laughs> it's like a big Rottweiler, or little something. vicious. Uh, yeah. So we get the introduction of Major Blood, and then back goes it goes three months later. Pans back to the uh, the Arctic base here, and they're and we got that doctor who helped make the yeah. made the mass device work, and he's working with the, the chick now that turned on Destro, right? And basically what they're doing is they're teleporting a lot of Vipers to a certain location to get ready for the next thing. And you pan off to the last page here, and it looks like they're setting up on the, um, on the moon. On the moon, yeah. Yeah. So they got their moon. You got the G- the Cobra moon base now. Yeah. Because nice. you see the sun, and you see the earth, and yeah. you got this whole big setup here. They're teleporting people. How's the weather up there? Is it not a cloud in the sky? Yeah. Because they're, they're teleporting Cobra to so the that moon. That was pretty sweet. Which I'm, I'm really excited to see where this is going yeah. and where the ongoing G.I. Joe and ongoing Transformers are. Yeah. Right now there's... Couple of my favorites. I think maybe we can even save the Cobra issue for next yeah, time. Yeah, we can do that. This way we can get into our top lists. And, and that's fine. And, and you're okay with the ongoing G.I. Joe series. I mean, it I, doesn't I'm follow a, the cartoon it exactly. No, it I mean, doesn't. I, we know how you like that. The purest stuff there. But it doesn't, it doesn't follow. It. I mean, of what's going on, the better of the two right now, 
or the three, I guess the three G.I. Joes, Origins, G.I. Joe Cobra, or G.I. Joe. I like G.I. Joe the best. And I, I really, so far. out of the three of them, I really like the G.I. Joe Cobra because they're using a lot of obscure characters, right. which yeah. I, I enjoy the obscure characters. So, What about you? I mean, you're reading the G.I. Joe I, series. Which one do you I like? I like them all through, but I kind of like the Origins because it gives more of a backstory to how they join the team and, and all that other yeah, stuff. Yeah, so that's three different I, views. I, I yeah, I like the Origins one, what they're doing now with it. Now, there for a while, they were it was almost like they were trying to tell sto- story arcs. Now they're like more one-shots. Yeah. yeah, exactly. I like the one-shots better than what it was before because at the beginning, when it was just like first ten issues, except, I really didn't care for except it. Except when they had that artist Ben on it, we don't like that. Yeah, the, the Baroness one that wasn't so good. And then I do like Cobra. Yeah, the Cobra one. Yeah, yeah, the Cobra. Yeah, but the the favorite one so far is what's going on with the the mass device because I guess that does pay homage back yeah. to the original cartoon. But it's wanna, but it's not exactly like the. It's not exactly how it happened. No, right. it's not exactly how it happened. And just for the interest of time, uh, again as usual because we spent forty five minutes on questions, uh, <laughs> which is good. That's how we keep, keep the questions coming. We're going to save uh, G.I. Joe Cobra uh, for the... There was only one issue of it so far. Yeah, we'll save that for the next For one. the next time, and we'll cover Last Stand of the Records as a hyperspace review. There's only five. When they're all done, there's only we'll five. We'll do it all at one time. So that'll be done in like another month or so. And then this that should keep us pretty much up to date as long as we yeah. get together to record sooner. Every couple of weeks. Right, every couple of weeks, so... Uh, you want one more, or do you want to wrap it up? Well, we'll go into, uh, into our top fives. All right, and then and then we'll wrap it up from there. Cool. All right, so we're gonna go into our uh, battle files. Battle files. All right, so uh, thank you very much for everyone, uh, including Nick, for right. submitting all the different top five suggestions. We are definitely gonna get to all of them. We're going to get to all of them. I don't know when. It will take some time, but we're gonna do them maybe a couple, two or three at a time. Maybe we're gonna do a top five special top where we five, can get through a bunch five. of them. Yeah. yeah. So, I like the one who put somebody put top five fast food locations. Yeah, that was great. Yeah. So uh, yeah, and we'll get to all of them again. I mean, I wouldn't be McDonald's even though I work there. No, no. <laughs> I'll tell you what, it might be in my top five because those fries are fucking good. Yeah, for the fries alone, McDonald's is in my top five. Okay. But they're all right. They're uh, all right. one yeah, I've worked well, there you, for so long. You eat yeah. them enough, I guess. Yeah. yeah. Um, so this time, what we're going to do is uh, we're going to s- kind of stick with a vehicle theme this time. Yeah, we're going to do Star Wars vehicles and GI Joe vehicles being the two properties that we talk about the most. Yep, absolutely. And so, uh, Nick's going to actually sit yeah. in on the top five list and give us his top five too. So yeah, so we're going to have a uh, fifteen. So let's start <laughs> with the uh, let's start with the Star Wars vehicles because we haven't really touched Star Wars at all this That's episode. Fine. Sure. So let's start with well, Nick. Why don't you give us your number? We'll go five to one. So why don't you start with your number five favorite vehicle of Star Wars? Mine would be number five or Tie Fighter. Tie Fighter. Tie Fighter would be number five. Okay. Yeah. Uh, my top five number five. I put the speeder bike. Oh, love the speeder bike. What? I like the speeder bike. We were just having this discussion. It doesn't go into outer space. Well, that's true. But it is a vehicle. <laughs> it is right. a vehicle. But his whole thing was... My whole thing was, I was telling him on the way, and, and I was like, oh, we I were like thinking about speeder. doing top fives. He's like, oh, I like the land speeder. He's I like what? The, I'm it like, doesn't no, go you know, into outer space. It's not really that great of a vehicle because it doesn't really travel in the outer space. But for what it does, the well, speeder bike... Well, then you're screwed with it yours. It gets you from then. point A to point B. Because I have to agree with Nick on that one. If your argument was... It wasn't my argument. I was just... doesn't go into space, Just another discussion. Just another discussion. Yeah. Jedi mind tricks. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> I like the speeder bike. That's my number five. All right. My number five was a Star Destroyer. Okay. Love the big, you know, triangular, yeah. you know, just awesome. The scene in the opening. That scene right. in the scene, opening yeah. of the very right. first movie, I mean, that's kind of what puts it in there. Is yeah. That's just a, uh, such an amazing scene of that thing just flying over. So. And then Star Spaceballs, Spaceballs did it too, and they yeah. put yes. a bumper sticker on the back. <laughs> and it just kept awesome. going on forever, yep. All right. Number so. four, Nick. The Snow Speeder. 
Okay, I like this as being that one. That's a good one. Uh, my number four was uh, Slave One, which is Boba Fett's uh, ride. Okay. Yeah, so, uh, and actually, my number four is Slave One also. All right. <laughs> It's it's an awesome. I don't know if you had the toy of that. I didn't. No, it was pretty sweet. The uh, and it, it kind of held a big surprise. Color. I had the toy to it. Yeah, but, you know, spoiled. Yeah, it had it all. <laughs> it had the seat that uh, would flip thing. up and everything. You were not an only child. No, I was, was not an only child. I you was. were an only child, right, Nick? Yes. Yeah, for a long time. Yeah, yeah, I was. So, but I was the only boy. Well, I was the only boy. I had a sister, but I didn't get everything I friggin' wanted. Well, I didn't get everything I wanted. All right, then never mind. Mostly. <laughs> Most I didn't. Of, I I was got most of everything I wanted. All right. All right. So uh, number three, Nick. <laughs> uh, the X Wing. Okay. All right. Very nice. Uh, my number three was the Ad at Walker. Okay. Uh, I almost had that on my list. Uh, I, I can say awesome. that I can say that X Wing is on my list. Yes. So yeah. just not number three. My number three is speeder bike. Okay. Because I love the Scout Troopers. I love the speeder bikes. Yeah. I love so. I, in fact, I bought that toy when they re-released it at uh, Toys R Us. That's the yeah. exclusive one. Yeah, that's I awesome. got the Power of the Force one. Yeah, very nice. All right, number two. Uh, the ad app. Okay. okay. Yeah, I see that. Yeah. Uh, number two, I have the X-Wing, so we kind of flip-flop there. Okay. But the X-Wing uh, is awesome. My number two is the Millennium Falcon. Whoa. <laughs> What's number one? Because, uh, no shocker here, number one, me, is the Millennium Falcon. Yeah, me too. Uh, my number one is actually the X-Wing. I, I like the fighter pilot. I wanted to be... Is it, a, is it because the Millennium Falcon kept breaking down? <laughs> uh, no, I like the Millennium Falcon, but I viewed the Millennium Falcon, not to do a Spaceballs reference, but... Almost I, the character? I almost view it as, like, the Winnebago. Where oh, it, yeah, it takes oh. you all... It, it's the one that gets you where you need to go, and you can travel in it forever. It's the, old, the, it's the old faithful. It's reliable. Right. Yeah, it's reliable. And that's why it's number two. I just thought you might have viewed it more as a character instead mm-hmm. of, a, like, the General Lee on... Yeah, and I, I can see that, too. I think the reason I like the X-Wing is... As a kid, I wanted to grow up and be a fighter pilot. I get that. A lot of boys sure. maybe wanted right. to, and so I liked the fact that it was it was this attack vehicle. So, so that that was my number one. All right, going with the GI Joe top five vehicles. I guess I'll start out. For me, number five was the Mauler, which was the brown army tank. Oh yeah, yeah. I had that GI Joe. I had that too, and I liked that better than the original GI Joe tank because it set two people. You put two yep. figures in it, and, and it was motorized. It was motorized too. Yeah. yeah. So the Mauler, number five. All right, Nick, you're number five. The Mobat? The Mobat? Which was yeah. the green tank. Yeah, yeah. 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 Uh, my number five uh, for me was the Dreadnought Thunder Machine. The Thunder Machine, Which yeah. came with Thrasher. I had yeah. that, yeah. I had that. I, I loved I it. I still got that in my garage, actually. The reason it made my number five was I love the Dreadnoughts. Yeah. And that vehicle as a toy could take a beating. Yeah, and it had rubber wheels big, too. Yeah, big time. So I, that's kind of... The front what, end was a tr- Trans Am. Yeah, awesome, I, had a, I had a lot of fond memories of yeah. just... Launching that thing off the stairs and, and it had stuff two twin like that. guns on the front of it. It was yeah. an awesome looking thing, yeah. Yeah, so. A lot of uh, armor on it, too. All right. Number four, number uh, four. The Cobra Rattler. Okay. The blue plane, because the uh, wings flip up and it could take off vertically. Yeah. And it could go right. like an airplane as fast. So. And it came with a figure wild weasel, obviously. And you right. Two people in the plane, which was always great. Yeah. So it was, a, that's number four. Okay. The Rattler. Number four, Nick? Mine would be the His Tank. That is actually my number four as well. Nice. Yeah. Yeah, I really love the. I never had it. That's one toy I didn't have. I had that, yeah. But it, it was an awesome yeah, design. I, I even have the new one now. Oh, do yeah. they do? Yeah. It's very good. The black yeah. and the blue one. Oh, wow. That, I, I do need the white one. The yeah, Arctic. the Arctic is tank. The Arctic yeah. Oh, okay. I got to get that too. Number three, or did you go number. Yeah, number three. Oh, did you? Yeah, because my number four was his tank also. Okay, yeah, you guys had the same one. Right. My number three is the hovercraft. Okay. The G.I. Joe hovercraft. Yep. 
really loved that as a kid too. It came with the little mini bike. Yeah, came with a sled that shot out. Yep, open and close. Many different. You could put many different figures in that thing. It was great. Absolutely loved it. Hovercraft number three. Okay, number three for you, Nick. The Cobra Stinger. Okay. Like yeah. The, the helicopter. No, there's a repaint of the Cobra Jeep. Jeep. Oh, okay, gotcha, Jeep gotcha. The four missiles okay. on the back. Yeah, yeah. What was the mini helicopter? The Fang. The Fang, that's okay. Yeah. Fang Sting. <laughs> that's why I'm a G.I. Joe guy. I, I do, yeah. <laughs> I, did, I did like the uh, the Sting, though. That was pretty sweet. Yeah, it came with yeah. a Stinger driver. It was yeah. basically a, a G.I. Joe vamp, just repainted Cobra right. style. And it had missiles the on the missiles top. Missiles on the back yeah. instead of a laser gun. Right. Uh, my number three was the Snowcat. Oh, yeah, uh, yeah. Again, fond memories of having it as a toy. Never had right. that as a kid. Um, <laughs> uh, it had skis that could come off of yeah, it. That might be the only one of the things I really never had as a kid. Because I, I, I had yeah. a lot of stuff. I love the snowcat. But snow the snowcat was, I always wanted one. Yeah. I never got it. Good. Also, again, very durable. So yeah. Well, a lot of stuff was back yeah. then. So, all right, number two. From one place to number two for me is the Sky Striker. Okay. <laughs> Never had it as a kid. Always wanted it. Bitched about it many times. Going to buy one one day. Giving me a hard time because I had it. I hate it too. Yeah, I hate you both. It was the greatest, probably the greatest plane ever made. Oh, yeah. Sky Striker, hands great. down. It was nice. It was huge. It too. was nice, yeah. thanks. <laughs> How about you, Nick? Uh, the Sky Striker. Sky Striker? Yeah. Okay. I wonder why my mom never bought more. Wow, for once I actually picked the enemy vehicle uh, equivalent almost, uh, the Night Raven. Uh, I, I had the Night Raven. I, yeah. I had the Night Raven also, and Sucker was huge, and it had huge. the little the drone. The little drone on the top of it. It, it was just awesome, so... See, I, I didn't really put that on there because as a, as a vehicle, it, it, it wasn't very sturdy for me. Oh, see, for, mine was. Mine was pretty solid. The, 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 the Did you put parts, it together wrong? No, I put it together right. <laughs> <laughs> the part that came down, the canopy yeah. that held the figure, yeah. once you put it in place, it was kind of loose. No, mine wasn't. Mine was kind of loose. Mine That's locked kinda... right up in there. Yeah. Maybe so. you broke your Maybe finger. I played with mine a lot, you know, <laughs> taking the figures out. Because you could put two figures there, right. you know, back to back, and then the right. drone held a figure. Yep. So it was pretty cool. Yeah. Uh, All right, number, number one, one for me is the uh, the APC, the armored personnel okay. carrier. Okay. Which we learned by Starfighter there, I guess. Yeah. It floats. Yeah. I forgot about that, but yeah, the damn thing actually floats. Yeah, I didn't, yeah. I didn't remember that And either. it was actually an, a personnel carrier. Two guys sat in the front. One guy drove. One guy was a co-pilot. And then the whole seats of figures, you set them down with a lap belt, and you could stand figures up inside, too. Yeah. yeah. So basically, I used mine as a storage container until I got, like, 60-plus G.I. Joes. Yeah. And at the end of the day, I just kind of played with them, and I rolled it right under my bed and took it out. The back-end bumper doubled as a yeah. handle. Yeah. yeah and it was that. very simple. It was the bottom piece, the, the front windshield clipped right. on, the canopy clipped on, and there was a little gun turret. A little gun top. turret, right. Yeah. That was yeah. it. Very simple, very yep. com- not yep. very complex at all. I had that also. So it was, yeah, I it was love awesome. that thing. Yeah, it was great. How about you, Nick? That's my number one, too. Okay. Uh, my number one was the shark. The shark? I love the shark. <laughs> How could you not like a vehicle that's a submarine and a jet? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> the sucker would just... It would, Dive. I liked it. The thing here's the thing. I never had it as a kid. I always right. wanted it. I bought the 25th anniversary release. The reason I really don't care for it that much, mm-hmm. I like the cartoon version of yeah. the shark because they can sit inside sure. like a co-pilot. Now, if you got the toy, you have to lay the figure down. Face I never. Down. And see, the thing is, I never had the toy, so maybe that's why I like it so much because yeah. my only experience was the cartoon. Again, a vehicle, a yeah. toy I did not have. Yeah. But uh, and it came with Deep Six was was not a very articulated character just as right. move. but he could pump him and he would you know bob right. up and down in the water. But and again, I didn't I didn't was have an action the, feature. And maybe if I had the actual <laughs> cheerleader, it is. <laughs> maybe if I actually had the vehicle, yeah, I may not have put it so high. One of the guys I used to pal around with in the neighborhood and 
play with. He had the shark vehicle. Yeah. It wasn't that great. Yeah, but like I said, the fact There's that... There's really no landing gear on yeah. the damn thing. And you try to get me to buy the shark all the time. I like, like it. Dude, buy the shark. It's a I have it. I'm like, I, I, I just... Now you're bashing it. Yeah, I love the... I have both of the, the Target version, the, the gray one that came with Grand Slam. Right. And I have the one that came with Deep Six. I have right. both of them. I like it as a concept. It's I just love I the, put it in the top five. That's the thing. I love the design of it. I love what it's meant to be. Sure. You know, it, it goes underwater. It goes above in the air. It, yeah. Great. And then the Pyramid of Darkness, it's used yeah. pretty prevalent. If you if you put wheels on it and you drive it around like a car, it's your ultimate yeah, same vehicle. Same thing with the fire bed, I guess. <laughs> it, it really had no landing gear. It's just like yeah. launch a drone, yep. but once you're going to you gotta kind of bail out and parachute out, there's no real where to land a damn thing. All right, so that's uh, that's our top fives. You guys could feel free on the uh, forums to yeah. put your top fives for, uh, for those vehicles. And... Uh, with that, we're going to close up the show this time. Yeah, now, next time, we will get to the Cobra issue. We will get to... We won't get to Lance to stand on the record until that's done. Yeah. Um, but we'll actually be able to cover more stuff. We'll actually be get to back to the toy reviews. Yeah, which was uh, missing in action. Yeah, for quite a while because yeah. we had to get caught up on all these issues. We'll actually get to do the retro reviews again. Yeah. So now that we're actually caught up on stuff... Uh, Maybe we'll get to do stuff we want. Wanted to do, right? Yeah. <laughs> thanks for joining us, Noah. Yeah, thanks great for having me. Yeah. yeah, thanks for, yeah. Thanks for uh, joining us. Uh, I'm sure we'll see you a lot more on the forums. And if and any forum member wants to set in and you're in the Ohio area, give us right. a call. Contact us. Um, give out your cell phone number. No, no. <laughs> um, I'll do it. <laughs> no. Um, but yeah, anytime you're more than welcome to come back, Nick. Uh, it was a good time having you here and everything. Yeah. Uh, I enjoyed it. I enjoyed yeah. being here. It was nice that... I can tell you weren't a ringer for Chuck because you did beat up on him a little bit. So yeah. I was a little afraid I was going to get double teamed here. No, but we go back wow. and forth all the time. I'm not arguing with you. I'm arguing with him. I know. That's what <laughs> I love. I'm arguing with my wife. My life is very confrontational. <laughs> that's what I like about it. All right. So meditation. Let me give out the information here. Uh, if you want to reach us, uh, go to the comic forums to communicate with us. You can uh, banter back and forth with us. We're on there every day. Uh, that's the comicforums.com. You can also go to our, our web page, which is starjoes.com, and you can actually find the link to the forums there. You right. can also find us on Facebook through a link on our web page, which is starjoes.com. There's a fan page there, and again, you have a lot of different ways to communicate with us there. Post your pictures up there of your collections if you like. You can also contact us through our email address, which will become very prevalent because we are actually going to have a contest coming up. We're not going to go into detail right now about that. But we will have a contest coming up, and the only way to really participate in that contest is to email us. And again, you'll get the details on that coming up, but the email address is starjoespodcast at gmail.com. Again, starjoespodcast at gmail.com. Uh, is there anything I'm forgetting here? Uh, iTunes. Oh, yeah, iTunes. <laughs> the main way to find us a lot of, for a lot of people, uh, go to iTunes, just type in Star Joe's or type in Star Wars or G.I. Joe, you'll find us. But, uh, yeah, just type in Star Joe's and you'll find us. Please leave us a review. That would be fantastic. We would really appreciate right. it. And we're free. And we're free. <laughs> Can't I mean, that. You, you get what you paid for, people. <laughs> so, uh, so with that, we'll go ahead and uh, close the show, unless I forgot it. Did I forget anything? Nah, we're good. Nick, you got anything you want to say? No, I'm good, thanks. Okay. <laughs> Got a mid-drink there. Got you while you're drinking there. Um, all right, well, with that, we'll go ahead and close by saying the Force will be with you. Because knowing us is half the battle. Take care, guys.